Hey, folks. Sorry about last week. Really sorry. This is episode 48, coming at you live, not in stereo. <laughs> From Studio 4F. <laughs> where what we... is the name of our studio now? Uh, yeah, I think we gave it a name. Why? <laughs> the Big Cat Piss Box. <laughs> the Cat Box. The Cat Box. I like that. I like the cat box. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this pop thing of ours coming to you live from the cat box, 97.5. WFUCK. Producer Burke, what kind of ladies underwear are you wearing over there today? Stringy. <laughs> didn't look good today. I think he's still upset. Anyways. Remind me, since Producer Burke came up, is the, I, 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 Kristen asked me this, and because I'm not a sports ball guy, I didn't know the answer. Is the Pro Bowl like an all-star game? Yeah. See, my initial thought. It's a meaningless game. I know it is, but my initial thought when she asked was, you know, I honestly don't know, but my best guess would be A, an all-star type game, or B, uh, the Chiefs and the Saints from last week. <laughs> that would make for better television. Take the two losers yeah. of the championship games from each conference and yeah. make them play each other yeah. and say, hey. Well, because then when it's all over, you can go, all right, best to worst from one to four. You know, <laughs> Get a ranking system. Yeah. Pro Bowl is the most meaningless, stupid fucking game. Well, it was on... I don't remember where we were, but it was on in the background somewhere, and I saw two Chicago Bear helmets, and I was like, I'm leaning towards All-Star Game. Yeah, I said, I don't know, but game. I'm leaning All-Star Game yep. because the Bears were definitely not playing last weekend. <laughs> no, they lost some uh, week before. So, so I was going to I was gonna say it's too bad because it would have been fun to watch the Saints play against the Chiefs, I suppose. So is Kristen making a turn towards sports balls too? Is this mm-hmm. like a household thing? No, we were at Wild Wing Cafe. Well, that's kind of sportsy. And there was a, yeah. there was football on the TV. And, and have you ever had their, um, just because we're on it, I know it's an intro, but I'll keep it brief. Have you ever had their Braveheart sauce on their wings there? I have not. Is it? I, I really don't deviate from the ones I like. I, I know. I, it's just, it's like their challenge thing. Oh, I don't do that. It's, I don't know what they do. I love spicy, mm-hmm. but I, I I think they put liquid death in there. I don't I don't get down with with like can you survive a meal? <laughs> I'm just I'm like I'm not fucking I'm not interested in that. Like I'm all for a little bit of heat. Like when I used to go to PF Chang's back in the day, I'm like yeah, give me this is the what is it Saskatchewan Saskatchewan. That's a place in Canada. I know, but there's a Szechuan. There's a there's Szechuan. Szechuan. There you Szechuan. go. Szechuan. Like, give me the Szechuan beef. I know it's gonna <laughs> I make the Saskatchewan beef. <laughs> I'll, I, I love Regina. Alberta beef. <laughs> I'll have the Regina beef, please. <laughs> but I, I mean, I would order it knowing full well like this is gonna make my eyes water and my nose run. But it you tastes already, good. You've already spelled it out perfectly. You're not about surviving a meal. You want I'm to not into. I'm not meal. into. I don't ever want to challenge. Like yeah, I, I didn't go into it wanting a challenge. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing you drove know, me more insane as a kid. It was like, how many slices of pizza can you eat? I'm like, man, fuck you. I don't know. Yeah. Like two or three, and then I'm full. But when you when you're at Wild Wings, they, they when you look at those flavors, they they put little spicy peppers out to yeah. imitate how spicy the, it is, and. You look at the Braveheart, and they don't have spices. It just had, like, triple X. Yeah, like, it, it like, was interesting to me. So I was like, are these that hot? Don't do like, it. They're like, if you eat it and you finish six, you get something. I finished two. <laughs> if you eat it and you finish six, we'll give you a Miller Lite <laughs> draft. Bottle, actually. <laughs> no, but anyways, this is a, it was a fun show. I think we kind of, like... 
kind of bounced around on this one, to be fair. I, I don't think yeah. we had any structure. Beetlejuice was playing in the background. We talked about weddings, which is funny because there is a wedding ceremony of sorts in Beetlejuice, and we, we never... We and never, my brother's we, wedding's coming up. We never linked the two. I don't know. Your wedding. brother's wedding's coming up. Um, we talked about airport. Well, the airport show was at the very end. Yeah, that was the... We saved the best for last. We talked if about New York. Me, we yeah, talked we about, talk New York. about our New York experiences. We I talked mean, about guacamole. Yeah, we had our guac talk. With the, the one thing we didn't, the, golden voice. the one thing we didn't cover, and it'll be, it'll have been over after when this episode airs. Is I think you have said you would bet on the Patriots for the Super Bowl. I mean, are you pulling for the Rams though? I mean, I don't know, I'm indifferent. I want because I got Georgia boys on both sides. Yeah. Well, do you have a um, a score prediction? That's big. That's always popular uh, with the big games. I'll throw. I'll throw out. 38-35. Patriots. So you think it'll be a good game? I think it'll be a good game. Um, how does one not say the Patriots? They've been to nine Super Bowls with Tom Brady. They've won yeah. five. You, you just wish he would answer the question that he gets asked. Like, was this your last game? He did answer. He said, absolutely not. <laughs> He's coming back next year. This I know. Banks posted, I think it was Banks, he posted a video on Facebook of a very old man doing sit-ups with a dumbbell weight. Tom and Brady. it was Tom Brady prepping for the, you know, 2070 Super yeah. Bowl or something, whatever it was. You know, if he's if he, if he's healthy, he doesn't take a lot of hits. He's had some bad injuries in his career, but he doesn't take a lot of hits. If he wants to keep playing, he should keep playing as long as... I don't think he's in serious risk for CTE. In all the games I've ever seen Tom Brady, he does not take many hits. Mm. It's, just, it's just a fact. Not the kind of head hits yeah. that would cause later on problems. <laughs> It'd be funny if the only reason he was staying in the game was just to get away from Giselle. It, it could be. <laughs> like, she I looks just... like a little bitch. She just looks like someone that would give him shit for everything. Like, I just can't he, like, take he, it. Like, he, he doesn't have the balls like the, to leave her, so he's he, just going to keep if, playing right, football. If he forgets to poopery <laughs> yeah. the toilet before one big massive pregame shit, yeah. it's like she would remind him of it for sure. She weeks. is from Brazil. Is it? Well, I believe, I believe she's Brazilian. But it's Giselle Bunchen. I thought she was Brazilian. No. She might be. I'm just having a thought. If she's from Brazil, mm -hmm. she's clearly family of a Nazi. <laughs> Giselle Bunchen. Yeah. Grew up in South America. I. I and looks really white I, and German. I might be lumping her in with well, the I'm other saying, Brazilian. I'm fun with the hypothetical. <laughs> it's, it's like hey, let's say she is South. Like American. if she was Argentinian, she's definitely descended of a Nazi. From a, definitely <laughs> descendant of a Nazi. <laughs> So I'm just having a little fun with that in my mind. I don't know to be true, Giselle. Please do subscribe. Maybe I'm lumping her too. in with the other because uh, I know for a fact that some other Victoria's Secret models of her era are Brazilian. Well, I'm not. I, I kind of want to keep the mystery alive, and we'll roll it into 49. We're all <laughs> segment about Giselle Bunchen, and if she is from South America, we're going to really talk a lot about yeah what that means. We know Tom, this for a fact. Tom Brady married a Nazi. <laughs> owns a Make America Great Again hat. We'll leave it there. It's it's all coming together. Yeah, it's all coming together. But this was really fun. Just a little bit disconjointed. Do enjoy. You got to have Baldinos for the first time. Baldinos, uh, only thing I'll say, I'll, I'll rate it. 8-6. Um, <laughs> it's a very high rating for me. Mm -hmm. I think if I had had it the minute... It came off. At the restaurant, yeah. or even right when I, I got here with it, because it was only nine minutes away. Yeah. I think you might be looking at somewhere in a solid 8-9 to 9-1 range. That's how good the sandwich was. I don't know 
if it's the best sandwich in Georgia, mm-hmm. I'd have to have it hot. But extremely good sandwich. Well, and I would say, too, just like your your pizza rating, how you really have to judge a pizza on the margarita, not the pepperoni. Right. I would say, even though you are inclined to add peppers, try it just as they make it. Oh, no. I was going to put peppers on it regardless. Okay. Um, and I think that's the reason it's even an 8.6 cold was the addition of the peppers. If, if you sans peppers, it was just that meat and the, and the cheese and the lettuce and the onion. I'd have it at like a solid 8.4. The peppers got it to an 8.6. Okay. And I think you should try them because they're not even that spicy. The banana peppers. I got both. They do hot and sweet, and they call their sweet the banana. They're not that sweet. There's nothing mm. sweet about that pepper, but yeah. very delicious sandwich. And I definitely will be going back. There's one closer to me than on right. the other side of town. So. And the pepperoni roll is good. What's not to like about that? It, I mean. It's a pizza dough croissant yeah. with cheese and pepperoni and a very, very light layer of red sauce. Yeah. It's. You can get like three for like. A, I don't a understand dollar. why that would come cold unless otherwise specified. Well, they pre-make them. Understood, but so they're I, sitting it, cold. Like, what do you want me to do with that? I'm supposed to eat a cold piece of bread that with cheese that's solidified. I don't. Maybe there's some New Jersey weirdo out there who likes it that way. Anywho. <laughs> All right. Well, this is episode forty-eight. Yep. The uh, Ethiopian ball wash. The Ethiopian. <laughs> well, don't ruin the surprise. Very <laughs> fun. <laughs> was walking through LAX one day. You know, I heard you got balls dirty enough to wash in a bathroom sink. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I heard you had bones. For those of you who don't know. Look at that micro piece. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, if you heard the Terry Funk commercial last Steel week, the song playing underneath the Terry Funk commercial is Terry Funk's song that he recorded back when wrestlers used to make LPs. If you go on YouTube, you can find it. It's Terry Funk. It's not his theme music. His theme music was apparently a Cypress Hill song. I don't know why, but... That can't be true. I, every video I looked up, it was a Cypress Hill song. How long is Cypress... No, Terry Funk was wrestling for like 40 years. Cypress Hill... I found two intro songs. Maybe he did a different one. He tried, he tried to reinvent the, the new... The, this is new look for Terry Funk. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that music playing underneath was the Terry Funk song recorded by Terry Funk, uh, which made it even more Terry Funky. So... Yeah. All right, enjoy. Enjoy episode 48. We'll see you next week for 49. Holla. Hey, this is Terry Funk for TPTO Pod, coming to you live, talk about adamandeve.com. I heard you got balls big enough to come in a dump truck, so why don't you head on over to adamandeve.com and get yourself some kind of supplement so you can come into a bigger dump truck. I'm told that this is a special deal. You head on over there, you get you get 50% off any one item. Jesus Christ. So far, you ain't shown me shit. I like saying it more aggressive like that than I did in the, the final cut of the film. Dot com. You head on over to adamandeve.com. Use promo code TPTOPOD. I'm told there's more to the deal. You get 50% off any one item. Musty fucking do. You also get three motherfucking adult DVDs. Who's watching DVDs? (laughs) I want Blu-rays, motherfucker. (laughs) Can I stream it? (laughs) You're a dead man. Dead man. You also get a free mystery gift and free shipping. What if somebody calls my mama a whore? <laughs> Is she? That was his line. <laughs> R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. <laughs>
He, he no longer has balls big enough to come oh, in a dump truck. He has not come in many dump trucks lately. Continue. So head on over to adamandeve.com. One more time. Use promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Boom. You're you a dead man. <laughs> 50% off any one item. Three free adult DVDs. Free shipping. And a free mystery gift for you to come into. Oh, I love coming into mystery your gifts. huge balls that I heard about. <laughs> your balls preceded you. I thought you'd be bigger. This, <laughs> this is Terry Funk for this podcast of ours. Terry Funk Jr., I guess. TPTO. TPTO bought a checkout, motherfucker. Fuckers. <laughs> I have like this fantasy, like once the girls. How do they serve this cold? I don't know that, but I have this. I've told Kristen before. Like I have this fantasy where like once both of the girls are no longer in car seats, it'll be like Saturday at home with Dad. Like, hey, let's go to Baldino's and get a sack full of pepperoni rolls. Mm. You know, make it like a make it a thing, a thing we go do. We are recording now. Oh by the way. shit! You gotta let me know. I'm over here pepperoni rolling. We can discuss topic ideas on the pod. <laughs> Robert Goulet. I forgot Robert Goulet was in this. Tonight's movie is Beetlejuice. But why not? I know, but every time I see Robert Goulet, I think about Will Ferrell. Goulet! <laughs> On SNL. Robert Goulet's Christmas special. <laughs> Goulet! Hmm. Sorry. Whenever I think of that... adjusting <clears throat> lights and there's food being eaten. This is the worst way for people to have to walk into this pot. It's episode 48. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think of that era of Will Ferrell, I always think of, um, like, his lover in the hot tub oh, bits. Lava. And uh, when he did James Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> the look-off. <laughs> He'd always do that. He was... I was just talking about this. I... I feel like <laughs> SNL right now is on one of those upswings. That's good. A show that does 40 years, whatever it is, you're just, you have your cast that's the, um, you the, the Tucker Carlson opening last week. It was wonderful. Fucking killed that dude, me. That dude legitimately looked and acted just like Tucker Carlson. And now I'm going to look like a confused dog while you respond. <laughs> you question and my voice is going to rise and pitch as I do it and then uh, um, I forget her name but her her Janine Shapiro impression was so spot on it's like it's just too good that was a great opener and then Steve Martin coming out of nowhere looking like the fucking Monopoly man (laughs) I did the recent news you know what's that boner's name Roger Stone I like Trevor Noah referred to him as um when he's not when he's not trying to hurt Americans, he's busy trying to kill Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 66 year old man. I had to literally. I didn't. Someone says something's true, but you have to go look it up. I was like, does this guy really have Richard Nixon tattoo on his back? He does. And he does. He for real does. Well, we didn't talk about it, but the government's open at least for another two weeks. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Like, do you think they get like paid? If it opens up, do they get their back pay right They'd, now? I imagine they get it they have, right? relatively soon. They have to get it. 
If they don't, they'd be like, hey, come on, can we open this shit? I know, Gina Davis. Oh, Gina. Mm. There's only so many films. What's G- All right, there's a topic. Look at look at Alec Baldwin. Look at what look at how much change we can expect to endure. <laughs> That's a good point. He's probably a waste 31 there. He's all slim in the face and I mean, and you know the thing, I mean, I've heard Alec, Alec Baldwin has been interviewed numerous times by Adam Carolla cuz Baldwin likes Carolla with the whole, you know, famously the whole bagel on a jar of shit. You know, reference. That's like one of Alec Baldwin's favorite things Corolla's ever said. And Corolla asks him all the time, like, do you drink? And he says, no, I don't really, I actually don't drink that much. Because Corolla has this fantasy that we'll get a bearded Alec Baldwin and he'll just get bigger and he'll start wearing three-piece suits. And we can have, like, we can harken back to the day of fat presidents. They're just, like, big, fat, stuck-in-the-bathtub, yeah. beard, scotch in his hand yeah. 24-7, and Baldwin's like, I see, I, I see what you're saying, but I actually don't drink that much. And when you look at him, it's like, well, how did you get so <laughs> wide in the face he, he, compared to this? Yeah. It's, just, it's tough for me to focus, though, because Gina Davis, there's nothing, the thing is, like, that shot right there, you wouldn't say, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are sometimes Gina Davis just any of the bathing suit scenes from Earth Girls are easy. Oh, very, she's got the she's got the hip bones. Yeah. I like uh, the fly. Me personally, <laughs> yeah. Me personally, I, I'm a league of their own Gina Davis. I know this. Yeah, she she, uh, she she does it for me. She doesn't really get down into anything like brawn panty wise though. And then because in Earth I'm Girls fine. are easy, you get a real clear picture Look, of her tall, slender frame. Get, and I know I could. Her if supple, I could get pale a Rockford, skin. A Rockford Peach uniform. I we and yeah. put it on Leah. Did it you? It wouldn't s- even be a start. It would just be a finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best, the best is she comes out in the uniform and you you're immediately melt, and then she cracks a smile and she's got fake braces. <laughs> And then she the pulls, laugh match dream. And then she pulls her and hair to the side, and she has a choker on her neck. So and then, bad. and then from around her back comes a big bottle of like just the best scotch in the world. And you're like, oh, is it my birthday? <laughs> I wish I just didn't come yet. <laughs> my refractory uh, period. Can you do a split and catch this baseball when I throw it up in the air? <laughs> and now I'm going to recite some sports statistics. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I put together you know a highlight. So well. <laughs> I put together a highlight reel of all the uh, of all the Georgia's best moments from last season. Jesus! Oh my God! Is it Christmas? Uh. Is it Christmas and my birthday? <laughs> also, I want to play one on one in Texas Hold'em with you. <laughs> okay, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Am I in heaven? Did Am I, I die? <laughs> That's what I would say. Actually, no. No, it's just Iowa. <laughs> Actually, You're yes. Quoting Field of Dreams. <laughs> oh, ah, ah. <laughs> And there's number two. You have to tie a stick to it now. I don't think we're going to have any luck here. Oh, yeah, that, that reminds me of the sideshow. You know, you find yourself pushing a bit of rope that uh, no amount of popsicle sticks and duct tape are going to help. Can you help me out? I haven't seen this film in so long. What, sure. What, what? All right, so you need help with it's, I, the I movie as a whole or just no, right now? No, I just don't. When I say I haven't seen this film in 20 years. Really? You yeah. never, like, sat down and, like, caught it on TBS or something on a nope. Saturday? You don't see this. Of all the films, you don't see this one kind of just pop up a lot. 
Well, that's true. I've had it on DVD for a long time, and it's also on. It's on. This is actually on Hulu. That's how we're watching this. So like, who, like, what is Gina Davis to? Their husband and wife. They live in a small town, and um, they die in a car accident, but they don't realize it. So they're dead now. They're ghosts now, and they eventually they find a handbook for you know the you know the new dead. And they, they eventually figure out that they're ghosts in their own home, and they died in a car accident. Hmm. And there's a there's the world of the dead. That's the real Tim Burtony parts with the sandworm. And eventually ha- they have their their uh, their rep or their agent or whatever, whatever you want to call her. They're basically like their ins- their dead insurance agent, so to speak. That kind of guides them through what ghost life is all about. She's the one that like exhales cigarette smoke through her neck. And eventually, uh, what's the pedophile's name from Ferris Bueller? Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Which is it's a shame, because he's in good movies. He is in some good flicks, but he is definitely a pedophile. <laughs> he you and... just don't come back from that. No, no. There's a lot just, of things you can come back from. Just ask Kevin Spacey. It doesn't work out yeah. in the end. That, uh, I thought, we, damn it, <laughs> now there's this somber tone. Uh, so, I, by the way, we spoke about Kevin Spacey. I think, it, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your point, but we spoke about Kevin Spacey uh, two, three pods ago, maybe. You don't need to respond while you're baldy knowing your sandwich over there. But I go home, and we had talked about that movie Iron Will. Iron it, Will? It's a movie he was in that I loved. It's a very long story. We don't need to break it. Yeah, he's eating chips, everybody. I ate mine pre-pod, or kind of. <laughs> what do they go? You're one of those guys making sound for the movies now? ASMR. Anyways, Stuff people can get off to. I I couldn't find it on any streaming service, and then you just realize, like, you're not. <clears throat> you're not going to find many. Unless it's, like, a, like, Usual Suspects, you can find that. LA Confidential. LA Confidential, you can find that. But anything, seven. That's, anything that's lesser... It's definitely seven. You get to see him get killed at the end. It's more reason to keep him. Yeah. But, yeah, some of these smaller stuff he's done, nope, 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 nope. You're not going to find it. Yeah. Um, long story short, the, a new family buys their house. It's haunted by the original ghosts, and they're trying to get them out of their house, and that's where Beetlejuice comes in because he'll help them get them out of their house and... That's, I mean, that's the gist of it, really. Please welcome the Matt <laughs> But, I mean, I mean, this movie is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I'd love to meet Michael, Michael Keaton. It's like, really? can, can you do the Beetlejuice voice for me real quick? Just to, come on! <laughs> and, then, and then once you're in Beetlejuice mode, give me a, a Batman, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Uh, I like Michael Keaton. He's a good dude. I don't know him personally, mind you. Not yet. Yeah, that's the dream. Maybe that we talked about getting a third mic and having live guests. Michael Keaton, will you be our first guest when we have three microphones? We're currently sharing one, and we're shooting for three. And when we get that third microphone, first we get on Alec Baldwin to explain the weight gain, and then we get Michael Keaton on. <laughs> uh, do you see those The Dude commercials? I did. I sent you one. I texted you one. Yeah. A lot of people are unhappy about it, but apparently at the, the upcoming Super Bowl, which by the time this airs will have already been happened, there's supposed to be something. There's going to be either just another commercial with the dude or some kind of announcement hmm. about a potential 
return. It'd be cool if they made a sequel. It would be... It's a fun thing to talk about, because, you know, you have your ancillary characters. Your Philip Seymour Hoffman, of course, is dead. It would be wonderful to have old Brant back. Yeah. <laughs> She's wonderful. We love Wonderful her. woman. Wonderful woman. Uh, Brant can't watch, though. Dead. Or he has to pay a hundred. <laughs> I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars. I'm just going to go find the cash machine. <laughs> He's a nihilist. Oh, that must be exhausting. Exhausting. Um, We could do this all night. This whole pod could just be... This is, of course, when she was first lady of the nation, not just of California. Not just of California. Um, But, you know, (laughs) obviously Donnie's not coming back, so you're not going to get Bashimi. But, and the other part, not a problem, but the other issue is John Candy, or John Candy, damn it, John Goodman's lost a great deal of weight. So Walter Sobchak, the storyline could be very interesting. Yeah. But it would have well, to those be two, done right. Those two alone, I, you could build a movie off of Walter and the Dude again. You still have John Turturro. You still Jesus, have him. Jesus could make an appearance. You still uh, is the Big Lebowski still still with us? That actor, that I don't Santa know. Claus. <clears throat> that I Tara Reid's probably looking for something to do. Well, Sharknado Seven just wrapped filming, so I'm the, sure that there's something. The actor who plays the nihilist, I'm sure he's he's still, he's still game for whatever. Yeah. Um, I just wonder the Coen Brothers. It's, it just strikes me as something so very uncoen. Yeah, well, that's to, true. To embark on a sequel just because of something being such a cult classic. Unless they literally had just a script that was airtight. Could follow up with the kid who stole the homework, or the, <laughs> the stole the car with the missing homework. You <laughs> see what happens, Larry? <laughs> Larry Sellers. Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? The dude's in the iron lock. He has health problems. Does he still write? <laughs> and a good day to you, sir. <laughs> They have the branded. Like, wrote the bulk of the series, dude. Sponsoring <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I'm thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Donnie. I'm interested to see what, if this is just a ploy to sell some beer. Just got to get people to watch Stella. the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm going to a party because we do it. The party is fun. It's, a, it's not one of these big deals, which is. I don't want to go to one of those, but it's just a couple friends. And the problem is one of the friends, no, I just said a problem. It's not a fucking problem. It was one of these guys that we are in our social circle with. He lives that kind of like, have to be outwardly not better than you, but he's got more money than he needs. Mm. You understand? He's a young guy. He's a little younger than me, right about your age, but he works in, like, investment banking, just to give you an idea. So he's got money, and he throws it around a little. Right, and it's like, he does. it's not so overtly ridiculous, but I'll give you an example. So when we host card nights for the guys, we rotate houses. So, you know, we went to one guy's house, and he made Cajun pasta with andouille sauces and shrimp. Great. They came to my house, but it was a last-minute thing, so I just said... Do you guys mind if I just if because it was last minute I was like I made not I made nachos and, and I there's ordered, a Jimmy John's right up the street but I ordered a bunch of pizza okay, ordered okay. a bunch of pizza and I made nachos and they're like this is awesome and I was like how can it not be it's fucking pizza and nachos yeah. but when you go to his house he's got two green eggs running I've got wagyu beef sliders <laughs> exactly I've got uh, pork belly croutons like he, pork he, belly croutons he, how the fuck do you even make that yeah he had just made. Um, Seven or eight, he has a, I went to Whole Foods, and I got these top sirloins, and so you're getting your filet mignon and your sirloin, and then he's got sides that would make a chef come. I mean, it's just ridiculous. 
And then like bump the brakes. Two things. <laughs> Two things. Now we're gonna let those sit for 15 <laughs> minutes to get to room temperature. Where's the S and P button? Cook on high. Cook on high heat. Flip twice. S and P's away for me. <laughs> I really think Montreal steak seasoning should be on the on the docket here. Don't you start. <laughs> Squirrely Daniel. <laughs> Always bird of beef. Well, no guff, but I wouldn't p- pay 20 apiece for Japanese Wagyu. Yeah, we don't need to do this. Um, I'm almost done with the series. You gotta watch. I'm it's waiting. so I'm waiting good. I, I felt like if I, if I fucked up the, your your spot, I don't know. Cause, you know I, I I'll depend, tell you this. I depend on your Hulu for this. You, it, you, Hulu, right? Yeah, you have to watch it with the subtitles on because apart from them using... Canadian lingo that you might not fully, you know, wrap your head around. They use, they use like slang that they've almost created. It's right. almost like it's almost like you kind of. I used to watch Deadwood with the subtitles on because David Chase was so wordy. It's like I want to ca- I want to I need to see everything that's being said. Right. Like just for an example, the hockey players on Letterkenny say Ferta all the time, and eventually it's like I got to figure out what the fuck Ferta means. And Ferta is an abbreviated way of saying for the boys. <laughs> like, let's go get so, let's go get our drinks on and get laid. Ferta. Right. Like, what the fuck is Ferta mean? <laughs> so, anyways, when you watch it, watch it the subtitles. And I will. I will. I'll catch up to it. So, it's definitely very the, the clips. Well, the one that you shared the other day, and they were talking about, have you ever been to California? Yeah. They're just shitting on tacos, California. Tacos, 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 tacos. Palos Verdes taco. <laughs> yeah, and they were talking about hiking. What was funny about that was there's this girl I work with was in Hawaii, and she didn't post anything outside of the hikes that she was doing. Mm. Every day was a new hike. Seriously, that, that was the post. We went on two hikes today. We went hiking up in this place today. Hiked here today. It's just an asshole's worth yeah, of walking. and I went up to her, and I was like, you know, because I, I didn't give her any. I, I, she likes me. She knows I'm funny, but I wasn't going to give her any context. I was like, you know hiking's just an asshole's word for walking, right? <laughs> and she gave me this face like she was... She didn't get it at first, and then she started laughing. <laughs> and then I had to tell her, I was like, that's not me. Yeah. I'm just quoting a favorite show of mine. <laughs> but they're right about California. Yeah. You hear that all the time. Tacos, 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 hiking, hiking, hiking. Yeah. It's just like, fuck. And L.A. 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 I'm going to have to hop on the 405 and shoot over to the 10. <laughs> just, it's, just meat. it's just meat and avocados and dressing. How good could it fucking be? <laughs> Yeah, my other problem. I had a big old. We don't need to go deep into this, but I had a big old conversation today. I don't like avocado, and I don't see what the big draw is. You like guacamole? No, I mean, let me put it this way: I don't I dislike. Guacamole. I don't dislike guacamole, but it's like if I see it on a table, I don't fucking lose my mind with excitement that there's guacamole there. I just don't get it. And everyone was like, "What?" It was like the reaction yeah. of the room was that. There was something terribly wrong with me, and I was like, that's not true. I just don't, like, see this universal appeal of fucking guacamole. Good guacamole for me scratches, like, the perfect combination of of Mexican restaurant itches. If you if you go to a place with good guac, like, I love to sit down and get a really good house margarita, something akin to the kind I make that you have had. Yeah. But you turned a corner on, on margaritas. Uh, well, it, I don't think I did. I just had a good mark, but I haven't had one like that since, so I don't yeah. order them. Like, yours was the first... Mar- and I'm not trying to sidetrack your guacamole talk, because it's been... I'm sure the listeners are fucking loving this. Well, buckle up. I've got 15... I, yeah, 15 we're about to get coming. recipes mm-hmm. for Brent's personal fa- fan favorite guacamole. Guac talk with the last man <laughs> and the golden voice. <laughs> for the next 30 
30 minutes. What you're going to want to do is put some red onion in there, all right, Laugh Man? You need red onion, you need fresh lime juice, okay? But Easy on the cilantro, that shit tastes like soap. Yeah, your margarita was the only one that I can honestly remember, maybe ever, that didn't give me heartburn. And I know why. It's because it, when you order those margaritas at, pl- at the shitty places or at the, even the casual Mexican restaurant, their mixes are just full of yeah. fucking sugar and other shit that's unnecessary to make yeah. a good margarita. Chemicals. Right. Artificial so liquids. Th- whatever their mix is. And yeah. that's true of any mix. I mean, if you go buy a Mai Tai mix, you're drinking some horrible shit. Yeah. But that yours was homemade, and it was the only time I ever had a margarita that did not give me intense heartburn. But still tasted like a margarita. It tasted better than a margarita. Yeah. Well, because by comparison, you, saw, you, know, you see what I'm saying? It's like anything else. If you homemade something, it's probably going to taste better as long as you're not a dickhead and yeah. don't know what you're doing. But yours was... And, you, and of course, being you, you... You went through all the steps. It was presented in a nice glass. It had, yeah. like, chipped ice or some shit. It was probably remember. a big cube, because I have the big cubes. Yes, it was the big cube, and it was poured over. I remember that, because I had the big cube for another drink. So the cube yeah. just stays. It's yeah. wonderful. The the perfect margarita is a basic 3-2-1 method. You go three Everybody ounces. pay attention. You go three ounces of tequila. This is 4-2, by the way. So you either have one big one, or you share. You go three ounces of tequila, tequila you go two ounces of triple sec, and you can use the cheap shit. That, that really doesn't matter. I, I know people who swear by Cointreau or Grand Marier, and I'm like, it's, it's, that brings too much because that's a liqueur with liqueur. with more heavy syrupy sugar you in said it. said that like such a douchebag. Just liqueur. cheap. Just cheap. What is it? Degrups? Degrup? What's that brand? The, just that cheap yeah, yeah, bottom shelf triple bottle. sec. Yep. You don't need the fancy yeah. stuff. Three ounces of good tequila, two ounces of triple sec, one ounce of lime juice, shake with lots of ice, Strain into a glass half and half. Mm. You don't need to add sugar. You don't need to add agave. You don't need mix. Those three flavors, lime, triple, and tequila. Do you garnish? Uh, I can. I will garnish with a lime occasionally. Mm. Uh, I'll salt the rim if someone wants me to salt no, the rim. No, 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 <clears throat> When I want to get fancy, I'll actually add a tiny, like a pinch of salt to the mix. So you mm. get, you add that saltiness into every sip. I don't sip. mind that. I just don't, don't fucking put my glass rim yeah. into a bucket of salt well i have i, I <laughs> if look, i salt I the rim it's sanitary i get enough it's not even that i get enough fucking sodium in my life with junk food and garbage food i don't need to add a, a rim of salt now they do the sugar rim yeah what the fuck no just make that's why i don't drink out that's why yeah. i'm an alcoholic i drink at home <laughs> Well, that is true, because I'll go to a Mexican restaurant, and I'll be like, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back and make me a, a margarita that is an ounce and a half of tequila, an ounce of triple, a half an ounce of lime juice, and just shake it in ice and bring me that. And they'll do, and they'll say, all right, I'll do exactly that. Well, I'll tell the bartender. And then they'll bring it out and take a sip, like, this tastes like pee. <laughs> how did you How did you fuck up my recipe? They he never told him. Yeah, like, he just went back. He wants a skinny Rita, <laughs> Hakalugi in it. He's a real piece of shit. He just tried to tell you how to make it. <laughs> Do you ever that pee bottle you've been storing down there? Yeah, just pour a little bit of that in there. But occasionally, to to fancy it up a bit, I'll do a pinch of salt so you get a little bit of saltiness in it, and I'll do a half ounce of mezcal on top of it. Oh, so you get the mezcal. so you get the margarita you're used to with a little salt and a little smoke. The new wave. And people enjoy that one too. I want you to go back to your green egg guy. 
because that's where we that's how we got here. Oh yeah, he just uh, and then you know, I'll come goes, back to guacamole. So we're about to have this Super Bowl party, and I, I I'm I'm subconsciously saying I will not be outdone. <laughs> so I've been coming up with things that I'm going to bring to is that his house because it's a very nice house. And uh, he does have all the big green eggs and the accoutrement. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude, he made... I mean, this wasn't even a get-together. It was just like a spur-of-the-moment 2 o'clock invite for a couple guys. And he's like, I got some pork butts that have been going for 18 hours. I was like, but this wasn't even planned. I make money hand over fist, so I've got that kind of time. That's, that's what I'm saying. This was not a planned event. Do you guys want me to get Stony River delivered? <laughs> How do you like your steak? He would never do that. He would go buy the steaks and cook them himself. But we get over there, and, and I like this. I want to preface. I like this person immensely. He's a very nice fellow. He just has money to burn and likes to show off. That's I'm his rich young guy. Please subscribe. Yeah, but he uh, had, please donate microphones. He, yeah, he had. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's the level of having too much money with him goes to all the way to the extent that he has these. It's utensils designed specifically. To pull pork. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just pull pork. You take a spatula, you pull the pork. Or you get some plastic forks. You pull the and pork. you go to town. Right. This dude has something, I, I guess he bought it at I, I, some fucking specialty shop that you it, you, it looks like brass knuckles, and you just pull the pork. Now, I'll say, it definitely made it easier, but who the fuck spends money yeah. on specialty pork pullers? Yeah. It's just, that's, he's got that kind of stuff. Like I said, he's got two yeah. big green eggs. He built... A not a keg, I guess it's a kegerator. Mm-hmm. Like so, a keg in your fridge? No, no. He like built a whole design around it. He's down in his base in his pool room again. Mm. He's pool got, table or swimming? Uh, pool table. Okay. He's got the darts, the pool, all the things. But then the pool table slides to the side. The ground opens up, and it is a swimming pool. <laughs> and there's sharks in it. It's a pool on top of a pool. Yeah, with laser beams on their head. But he he's he built. He's got three kegs at a time. He'll keep a light beer. Dark beer, and then he'll rotate. And this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Who fucking has? Is he married? That? He's about to be. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And he's this, definitely outkicked his coverage, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I always like when you like open somebody's silverware drawer and they have the corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. so like, Ridic- whoa, yeah. hoity-toity over here, <laughs> big spender. You got tiny things to hold your corn. I expect a better Christmas present this year. Yeah, so I... I exactly. <laughs> I, I'm going to be... <clears throat> not. I can't compete with him. But I'm going to try... Because I make excellent ribs. And I do them in a, I, I do them in a crock pot. Mm. I, you know... I uh, season, season them overnight. Do all the dressing. Let them sit in the fridge. L- low and slow in a crock pot for anywhere from five to six hours. And then I take them out and I put them in a broiler to kind of take that sauce and everything that's on top and kind of caramelize it mm. and make them crispy on the outside. Yeah. I did this. We did a different recipe. We actually used, like, a coconut curry recipe, which is really interesting for ribs, but it was very, very good. Sure. And <clears throat> when I was done, Leah wasn't at home, and I just started, you know that Salt Bay guy that's famous on the Internet? He's in Turkey. He's, like, known for dropping the salt. Yeah, yeah. Over that dude, and he's... You know, an expert at meat. Well, my I was I made a video to send to our little group chat, and I was like, "Salt Bay, just pulling bones out like it was butter." Mm. You know, when you do ribs right, it's just yeah. like, so I want to make those, and then I think I want to do crab legs and a little country boil type thing, and it still won't. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, but I think like 
So last week I brought in a crew. We put in a wood fire oven. We're going to do uh, Napolitan style pizzas all night. Uh, Personal pan, of course. Just uh, walk up to the staff I've brought in. Let them know what kind of pizza you want. Uh, the toppings aisle is over there. I got a whole aisle of toppings. So, I mean, you name it, I got it. All right, I want salami. Do you want Old World or Genoa? God damn it. (laughs) Prosciutto? (laughs) So this is from the Iberian uh, Iberian Peninsula. This is the world's most prized ham. I had it shipped here. I could have got it here, but I really wanted to make sure it had the authenticity and the shipment container that it came in. We're going to do the uh, Spanish-style ham shaving. We've got the whole leg over here. You get as much meat as you want. And if you want, you can plate that. I can have one of the staff plate that over to the Napolitan-style pizza, and we can put Spanish ham on your authentic uh, uh, Napolitan pizza. I would not be surprised if I showed up with these ribs and a bucket full of ready-to-make crab legs, and there was a hired staff. I really I brought Tupperware. (laughs) Just give that to one of the people in white. They'll deal with that. I have potato salad. If you haven't seen this recliner over here, I'll get you a scotch and then a blowjob. At <laughs> this part of the room, we've cordoned that off. That's your your uh, scotch and blowjob section. There's a few different ladies. They're upstairs. You go up into the room, and it's like that scene in Taken. They're going to bring them out. Yeah. We'll all bid. But it's not. It's, it's just Monopoly money for fun. Well, speaking of which, here's your chips. <laughs> bid with these. Fun fact, fun fact, two of these girls are actually from the famous Donald Trump pee-pee tape. I won't say which, though. I won't say which. I'll leave it. That way none of you will really know. It's like a firing squad. Nobody knows who actually killed the guy. You know. Oh, it reminds me, by the way. I saw, we, we, just to circle back for a second, I saw Janine Pirro had a tweet. And she says, in the history of the United States, there's never been a president more hated than 45 Right, and there was yeah. more. There was more to it. She she must have been asleep between two thousand and eight and two thousand and fifteen. Well, it wasn't a meme. It was somebody screenshot one of the retweets that came underneath hers. Yeah, and it was this dude. He said, "Bitch, they shot JFK in the face." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. die in laughing. Yeah. I was like the most hated president yeah. in the history. They shot JFK in the face. <laughs> most hated. Yeah. And then they killed his little baby brother. <laughs> and then they shot his little son's plane down. We don't know that. We don't know that. All everybody wants to talk about is what fucking Ted Kennedy did once. <laughs> Chapter quitting. What an asshole. Well, you what know, kind of entitlement, man? You can just kill someone because of your last name. Hmm. And it's like it, there was no consequence. He still was like a senator for 35 years. Yeah, that one's mind-blowing. Especially when you consider, like modern-day Democratic senators like Al Franken who pretended to grab boobs in a picture. He's like, yeah, I'll leave. Yeah. And Ted Kennedy's like, I may have <laughs> may have left a young girl to drown in a car, but I can still do my job in the Senate. Well, uh, what, what, was I drunk? Oh, well. Well, I mean, my last name's Kennedy, so you do the math. <laughs> have I ever told you the time me and my younger brothers did a three-way Eiffel Tower with Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> We had to kill her, of course, because she was about to release the, the secret tapes. But Yeah, there's a reason she died when she did. I don't know. Conspiracy theories like are interesting. The, to me, Kennedy getting killed, that was not a that was a conspiracy and it's clear. Yeah. But like did they have Marilyn Monroe killed? I don't think so. I think she just committed suicide. Took a lot of pills. She was really unhappy. 
Which makes me sad, because if she was alive today, I'd still bang her. <laughs> what would she be now? Like, uh, I don't know, 100? 89, 90? Certainly past Helen Mirren. Just for the stories. Yeah, okay. You know? You don't have to bang her to get good stories out of her, though. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> what, a, what a resume checker. <laughs> what have you done? Uh, not much. I did bang Marilyn Monroe when she was 92. <laughs> and I gotta say, it wasn't my worst lay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't do so good. But she... <laughs> She got she, the, the motor of a 55-year-old. Flexible. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I mean, she took her teeth out, things really got interesting. <laughs> I mean, Helen Mirren's <laughs> in her 70s. We, we both agreed to tip, oh, tip the hat to Helen Mirren. 100%. So. 100% to Helen Mirren. And um, uh, Elizabeth Hurley's getting up there. She's in her 60s, I think. I'd still. Elizabeth Hurley. The British. Uh, She's Austin, Austin Powers. Powers? Yeah. Oh, have you, her whole Instagram is nothing but her in a bikini. She yeah. looks fucking incredible. Yeah, especially. It's kind of getting weird, though. Yeah. Like, post a picture of you doing everyday things. Take a picture of food. This this incessant Take a picture need. of the toilet while you're pinching a loaf. Right. Something. Something. But when you keep rolling out pictures of, of you in a bikini just because you know how amazing you look at 60. Yeah. It's like, hmm. I mean, it's not going to stop me from jacking off to him. I'm just saying, like, mix it up. <laughs> just show me something else. I don't Let me see something new. Put on a real estate outfit. I'll take this time to Buchanan you, sir. Oh, okay. Let me open my Buchanan. Little Buchanan. Are so we supposed to do, like, the Captain Morgan, like, pirate stance when we do this or something? No, no. Just a good old welcome back to the 48. Do you do, people do that? Do you drink the whole thing in one with most, this? Most of the time. Okay. You don't have to. You do. I've seen you do halvesies, but... Don't judge me if I don't do halvesies. I'm Can I ask you before you drink? Why do people do that? That's to the bartender. That's what I was always told. So huh. whoever served. I've heard multiple stories about this. I've heard that. By when the way, we're, what we're talking about for those who aren't in the studio with us here, when when you make a cheers and tip the glass, and then some people take the glass and knock it on the table like such. I've always wanted. I I don't think I've ever asked. I don't do it. I don't get it. I don't, I'm not judging. I just don't know what it means. It's so. habit now, but it was explained to me once that it's uh, more or less the, the a toast to the, the person who served you the drink. Because I, I, when I think of it, I think of like uh, J- Jimmy Darmody, like to the lost, you know? Well, if you, yeah, that's, yeah. Like maybe that's like, you know, the, to the lost. Yeah. <laughs> no? Is that dead air? If you want it to be, I'm, mean, telling, I'm telling that's you. That's what I'm saying. Can, it, can I have wrap my own definition around it? Because I feel weird when I drink with people. And they, it could be and, to Maryland. To Maryland. <laughs> Mm. Mm. It doesn't come out fast. No, no. The bottleneck's not big enough. They need to rework these. Okay. It's good scotch, though, for being a dollar. Yeah, I saw this at my liquor store in a big bottle. It was 40 bucks. Yeah, so if you buy 15 of these, mm-hmm. you just bought that $40 bottle for $15. Gotcha. I got you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I, I know how that works, too. You should start an alcohol Costco. Out of my house? <laughs> That's a real thing. People do that. Back when Georgia, when they didn't sell liquor in Georgia on Sundays, there were people that entire, their entire income came from Black market buying liquor. market liquor and selling it out of their house. They, they would yeah. become the Sunday liquor store. I remember countless stories about these places getting busted. And I know because they got stupid with it. Mm. It's like anything else. If you're going to run an illegal enterprise, you have to be forward-thinking about yeah. your operation. You well, and you have, to, you have to know when enough's enough. I brought it up before. It's just like in The Wolf of Wall Street when Rob Reiner's like, just quit. Yeah. You've got like $8 billion. Just stop now. He's like, no, nah, 
I can do more. I can get to 16. It's like, what does it fucking matter? You're never going to spend it all anyways. That's, that's my point about card playing, because as you know, I had a nice weekend. But the, when you when you get up, that's the mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, I was sitting there with $2,500. I bought in for $400. I'm saying, okay, you should just go home. You have yeah. five times the amount of money you came with. Just go home. Yeah. This can pay a sizable chunk of your credit card. Kenny bill. Rogers comes to mind. Right. No one to fold them. But when you have that money... And, you're, and you've grown, and the night has gone so good, the only other thought is, well, I'm just a couple hands away from being at 5,000. Yeah. And if I get to five, one double up away from 10, then that's, uh, that's the... F- the f- if I get to 10, well, nobody has more than 10 at the table, <laughs> but if I got to 10... Yeah. I mean, that's the, that is gambling. That happened to me in Vegas just playing craps. It's like, I'm up 700 bucks. I could get up to 14 if I do all that again. And then, then, you know, you got to know when to stop. You need somebody there over your shoulder being like, all right, let's stop. Let's come back to this later. (laughs) It is like that. But the problem with the You you could leave now and go buy yourself the big bottle of Buchanan's and you won't even think about the math. Nope. (laughs) Well, you know, it just is what it is. But, yeah, back when they used to sell out of houses, that shit was like, that's not, that's why I was so butthurt. Just because I'm on the riff of it now, when the Turner Field closed and they moved up to Cobb County to open the new Brave Stadium, yeah, I didn't want to like it because it's not Atlanta. Even though the stadium's five minutes from my house, I didn't yeah. like it. Well, it's the Smyrna Braves now. Yeah, but the the problem I had was in all those years of being a season ticket holder and going down to the TED, and you had those big giant parking lots and mm-hmm. the the tailgating was awesome. No one tailgates now because you're not allowed to tailgate any of those lots because those lots are actually just the parking spaces for local business parks. Yeah. You well, and you'll scare the white people. Right. And <laughs> that's the other thing. There's no... So then the biggest problem I have is that the best thing that, that Turner Field offered was when you're going in, you had vendors selling bootleg brave shit. Yeah. And you also had those guys that a big part of their income in their life was going to a Costco or a Walmart and buying 48 pack of waters for... Mm-hmm. $22. Yeah. And then selling them for a dollar a piece, doubling their profit, just rolling it over. Yeah. Buying Gatorades at bulk, selling them for two. And of course, everybody said, fuck yeah. One, you have a bunch of drunks. Yeah. Two, the minute you cross that precipice, everything is $10. So you might, and you can carry this in as long as it's unopened. Mm-hmm. So they took so much money away from people who now probably have to find other employment. And their probably employment is joining the gang of the East Side Jewish. Ladies who are robbing just people left and right. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to head up to East Cobb County, and we're going to rob Sephora. I don't know, Ethel. I'm not sure it's a good idea. Let's not I miss, send, I, if we do it, don't send our best. I miss the good old days when we could sell Coca-Colas in the glass bottle. Outside of the Omni. Then the state legislature just decided to start selling liquor on Sundays. <laughs> really fucked me, that one. <laughs> I bet some business has gone over to the Benz. Some yeah, of that, maybe. I mean, no, yeah, that, you're actually kind of right about that. The uh, For those who aren't in Atlanta, we apologize, but the Gulch is a very big tailgating center. It's actually, they're trying to develop it. People are fighting back, and it probably needs some development because at the end of the day, it's just a big hole in the ground that people go tailgate, and it's right outside the stadium. But when we went there, and any time I've ever been to the Gulch, I'm just amazed. It, it is a, it's like, what's the word? A bazaar. Yeah. Like in the old world. I mean, 
These guys come through. I watched them come through cut fences mm. with these bootleg Falcons jerseys and some of that stupid shit that you wonder who buys, like like Mardi Gras necklaces that have Falcons on them. Like, yeah, like 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 it's a football helmet, then a few beads, yeah. then a football, then what, a few beads. What are then you a, doing? <laughs> did, you, did you just charge you ten dollars for that? You know what you paid for that? I don't fucking know, but I guarantee you wasn't more than a dollar. You could have bought a bag full of those things for ten bucks on eBay. On eBay, you could have come with your beads. <laughs> You know, but it's it's like the people that sell the uh, the straw cowboy hats at country music concerts. Mm-hmm. I actually bought one for Kristen once because she she felt not left out, but like she didn't blend in with the group because we had gone to see mom and dad took us and a bunch of people to see Tim McGraw. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm I don't love country music or Tim McGraw, but I'll go like concert You're drinking sports. Now you're going to Tim. McGraw this was years ago. This is when she was pregnant with Adelaide. This wow. was a long time ago. And when we got there, she's like, I don't fit in with any of these people. And I saw a girl walking around, a little Hispanic girl walking around selling straw cowboy hats. I was like, hey, give me one of those. Like, here you go. Now you fit in. <laughs> but it was just like, this was probably a dollar and I just paid 20 for it. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. But go. still, uh, it's just not the same. It's not the same now. You go to these games and it's, it's, it, it's like being at a fucking amusement park that just happens to have a baseball game being played. Well, yeah, and I've heard people compare... Sun Trust to a minor league field, like it's just not. It doesn't. I mean, it's not a minor league field, but it's. And I don't want to say it's not pretty. It is pretty, but it's just got no personality. Yeah. It's just a very big. But there's breed. a Holman and Finch. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a Wahlburgers. There's a, a, the, the Antico, which is nice because I'll Antico go eat, Pizza. Yeah, I'll go eat there even when there's no games because like, yeah. everything in the in the battery is open. Yeah. I mean, but. And you just be like, yeah, I know all that's there, but it was a baseball park first. It never was. <laughs> this, they built a city and just decided that the let's, Braves would play there. Let's make all the things that white people wish <laughs> were in the city of Atlanta <laughs> in their own backyard, yeah. and we'll let we'll let um, people uh, we'll let we'll let men who make uh, millions of dollars a year play baseball <laughs> in the middle of it. And we probably already said this on the pod like thirty episodes ago, but when we went to this wedding. The field had just opened, and they were playing their first few games. And I was, me and Leah got we weren't we didn't have any friends at this wedding, outside of people getting married. And you know how weddings are; you don't see them. So they put yeah. you at a table, and you don't know these people, and you so you're just casually listening to their conversation. And the ladies say, "Have you all been to SunTrust yet?" <laughs> and they're like, "No." And I was like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful." I but the one thing is, and I swear you can ask Leah this is true, I just felt safe. <laughs> which was just yeah. I mean, we looked at each other just like as two people that probably our first date was Turner Field yeah we looked at each other like oh boy <laughs> these are your North Fulton fucking yeah. racists yep I just felt safe because safe. I just I it would it gets back to what I said a few positive I just want your racism to be outward yeah I want you to own it that's why I actually respect a Klansman <laughs> I respect that woman well that's like the old David Cross joke when he's talking about growing up in Roswell and hanging out in Dunwoody like it's nicer here it stays white out later <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just thought that it stays I, it stays white out later Leah put her hand on my knee because she knew it was taking me every bit of self control because I knew especially in a situation where you know you're never going to see these people again yeah that it took every bit of self-control. Like, I'm a few open bar drinks deep. I don't mind making things exactly. awkward. Exactly. I'm <laughs> ready to go. And, and, you know, she was. What do you mean by safe? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to do. I was going to be subtle about it. I wasn't going to say, you racist bitch. But I was going to say, by safe, do you mean like there was good security? 
Uh, well, you know. No, I don't, because I've been to Turner Field a lot, and I never <laughs> felt in danger. Is it because you're a woman? Then you turn into a misogynist. <laughs> is it because you're a frail, weak woman? Is that why you feel safe? Is it? Are women in danger at, at Turner Field, and they're yes. not in SunTrust Park? Very good to flip it around. <laughs> misogynist. Call her racist. out for being a racist, yeah. but also be an asshole at the same time. Wait, you're just a well, maybe if you weren't such a, an, annoy, an annoying whore, you'd have a man in your life who could protect you in this. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand. Oh, that's your husband sitting right next to you. <laughs> Got it. Oh, I see you've emasculated this yeah. one. <laughs> Excuse me. Can we get another Chardonnay for her? Or was that an Apple teeny? I can't yeah. tell them apart. Yeah. yeah. I just felt safe. Big fan of your uh, knockoff Kate Spade bag there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun wedding. <laughs> it was a very fun wedding. I brought pops there, and they, you know, they, 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 he had asked me to bring some, and then well, hopefully they were the free kind with the frost and the. Yeah, they were they were the snack pops as we call them. Yeah, but and but they didn't know any better. But anywho, they <clears throat> the guy says the DJ ass covered. <laughs> the DJ <laughs> says. Uh, or, you know, they, they go up there and say, you know, he was told to say, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for dessert, we have King of Pops. But instead, the asshole, I don't know how much they paid this dude, but this was the worst wedding DJ I've ever seen. You want to talk about, he had been, he probably had a bad month, not a bad day. He had <laughs> no energy at all. He was just pressing buttons and yeah. Here comes the bride, you know, and for the first time, introducing, like, it was just fucking forced. I can't wait to get home and take this polyester vest (laughs) off, and here comes We Are Family. (laughs) But he goes, ladies and gentlemen, for dessert, we have King of Pop. (laughs) Like, Michael Jackson's here? Put your kids away. (laughs) It's just. Dude, it's the simplest thing. It's, <laughs> but it was a it was a fun wedding. Right up coming up next, we've got celebrate. Here we go. <laughs> We're gonna follow that with the electric hope, slide. Hope you love the yin yang twins from the windows. And here's the wobble song. I don't even know the name of it. What is that thing? They play that at every fucking wedding. And uh, even though this is a family event, we're gonna play the sweat run down my ball song <laughs> and go. Like, I no no shade to th- thrown at any wedding with a DJ because I think every wedding I've been to since mine has had some kind of a DJ and some are better than others, but the thing like people to this day this came up the other day because there's a there's a two family weddings on my in law side coming up this year, and to this day people talk about how much fun they had at my and Kristen's wedding. Um, it came and this came up on our birthday dinner on Kristen's birthday night dinner with her mom and dad, and I was like, yeah, I know. I mean, people people had a blast at that wedding, and in fact, people who were getting married that were at that wedding are always like, you know, sometimes in the past, back when it was fresher, they would ask our advice, and I say the same thing every time. It's like, whatever it costs, get a live band. It makes a huge difference in the overall vibe, people's willingness to get up, and you know, whoever's in charge of that band, if they're a good MC and can coordinate this and that with your cake and your talk like that's you know that's the icing on the cake the truth is somebody at the venue can do that shit with the microphone if the band leader is not comfortable with it but that was from my perspective a huge selling point for our wedding 
Yeah, no, I mean... It then was, it was themed, so there was that angle, too. Yeah, that but. angle. It, I mean, I'm not uh, over here to suck your dick. Your wedding was a bunch of fun. I don't... It was probably the most fun. I, I pro- Maybe one... Well, there was one wedding I have to tell you about. You can say one of the most fun. It was one... It, it's 1A, 1B. Yeah. Because I get, I hear, I hear most fun, most fun wedding I've ever been to, or one of the most fun. But right. I've never heard anybody complain about my no, wedding. No, no, and there's, there would be no complaining. The food was great. The band was great. Temperature was perfect. perfect. Yes, that was <laughs> crucial. It was a Friday night. That was the thing that sparked this conversation. The weddings that are coming up are both Sunday night weddings. Yeah. And my father-in-law especially was like, that means we, that means we'll be somewhere on Monday. Like the what you do is you set it for Friday night or Saturday night, and then people can fly in Thursday and go home Sunday yeah. and do a nice long weekend. And now we got to like fly out Friday, which is more expensive. Wedding Sunday, and I think you got to fly out Monday or Tuesday. It throws everybody's work week off. It's both are during the school yeah. year for people with kids. It's like this is just poor planning. The other the, the other one doesn't compare to yours as far as fun, but the story was. Made it fun. So we went to a wedding at this place in Lawrenceville. You know, I was in the wedding, and it was the middle of August. Mm, brutal. It, like, my wedding was hot, but this was on another level. Yeah. And they did it in the middle of the day. I'll never understand Probably the outside, yeah, too. of course. It was, I'll never understand the reasoning, uh, but they had us in all black suits. And I, I, I can actually say I did pass out mm. for a second. And the guy behind, the groomsman behind me, like, felt me coming down and, like, propped me back up and, like, gave me, during the ceremony, gave me, like, a little bit of a yeah. smack. And I was like, oh, fuck, what's going on? Why do, why do women do this? I don't know. Hey, it's not the groom making these piss poor decisions. No, it's never the groom. But, anyways. The, that, that same bride, she wants the best photos. She wants the best photos for her wedding. It's like, well, have fun when. <laughs> Sweaty ass when, dudes. When you look to the right. <laughs> And you see just just beads of sweat and the, the Scotch-Irish ones in the group. They're going to have just rosy red cheeks. You know, your, your wedding comes to mind like when your shirt was light pink at the beginning of yeah. the day and dark, dark pink, pink by the yeah. end. It's like, what are you thinking? Uh, go inside. If you're going to yeah. do it that time of year, go inside. Well, we were just poor and that was a free venue. But nonetheless, we were at this place and uh, the, the, that ends... And the whole reception starts, and the food was just okay. They had a Waffle House cake. That was pretty cool. Mm. It just was a cake that was made to look like a Waffle House sign, because that's where they, like, fell in love. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say it was a cake made out of Waffle House waffles. Oh, that would be, that's an idea. I told a Kristen. A layered Waffle House cake. Kristen, that could be a thing. The On my birthday, Kristen said she was going to make me a cake, and she asked me what, you know, she asked, she checked preference before she went to the store, and I jokingly said, why don't you just make, like, 25 pancakes? Oh. And then do an icing layer in between each one, stack them together, and then coat the outside with icing. Sure. But why pan? I mean, waffle would be better. Well, You're going to get that kind of, it's structurally more. Well, we don't have a waffle maker. We'll leave it uh, at that. Uh, well, who, who does except for that guy that does all the food <laughs> stuff I told you? Do you want a Belgian? Because <laughs> we could do Belgian, or we, could, we also have a square waffle maker. I actually got, this one's actually from Japan. It's, a, it's an octagon. <laughs> And it's ceramic, so you have to be careful with it. But the heat is even throughout, so your pockets are all the same shade of light brown. Yeah. No, anywho, at this wedding I'm trying to get through, um, it was dry. Tons of fun. This again. Was this in Blue Ridge? Dry wedding. Oh, hang on a second. Waffles.
Dry wedding. Dry wedding. Yeah, safe sex and dry weddings. Were you in, like, Blue Ridge? or No, I just told you it was in Lawrenceville. It's just that the bride's mother severely disapproves, which is so fucking stupid. But anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, before our wedding, there was a push from my family to have Pastor Joey come in from Louisiana and do the wedding. I'm like, well, yeah, he was our youth pastor when I was a kid, but I'm not exactly religious, you know, just to, you know— get on that subject with kid gloves, you know? Yeah. And then Kristen's family was like, well, it's got to be Catholic. And she's like, I'm not, like, you were confirmed. She's like, yeah, I know, because that's what I was supposed to do when I was 13, <laughs> but I haven't considered myself Catholic in, like, a decade or more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a push from both. And I said, you know what? We're just going to piss all y'all off, and my buddy Josh is going to get ordained on the Internet, and we're going to have a seven-minute-long secular ceremony. Yeah. The right um, move. And we had beer, and I had one relative bail my great uncle bobby the reverend when he saw the beer and wine he he just grabbed his wife and walked out and i was like hey where are you going i was like that's eh, just not for me in there and I, when, as he walked away i just thought well good riddance yeah you're not gonna you're gonna bring the party down anyways yeah well there was nothing there but the thing about it was it was on a hill and if you got to the bottom of the hill and took a right i mean not even like I'm just immediately down this hill was a QT. Mm. So it was beer and wine. All the groomsmen were like, this is fucking bullshit. We just sat out there and they're fucking, that was the other thing. You just said seven minutes, right? Perfect. Ten minutes. Great. Mm. Fucking ceremony. They did everything but release doves. <laughs> Shit took 35 fucking minutes. It was like they were, they had the sand table thing. They did like this signing of a play. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And now time. the bride's second cousin <laughs> on her father's side will come up and read Corinthians 14. Yeah. They did it what all. is love? Yeah. They did love it is. It's fucking ridiculous. So we were like, this is stupid. So we went outside and we got in my buddy's truck and we drove, we all literally like a bunch of rednecks wearing tuxedos, in the, mind you, mm-hmm. got in the back of this truck and went down this hill and went into the QT. And they were like, are y'all on a wedding? Because <laughs> the, I know the place. And I was Ceremony's like, still going. They're like halfway into yeah. it. They didn't even notice we left. <laughs> well, we'll recep- take all the Miller High Life you have. This reception just started, but it's a dry wedding. And I remember, I never forget, the guy was like, that's stupid. There's just a guy at QT that <laughs> yeah. he works there. And I was like, I know. So we bought. Yeah, I and th- it's August and all outdoors. <laughs> yeah. So we, I, I actually, funnily enough, I think we did buy a case of Miller High Life and then a case of Bud Light. Something just cheap and nasty. Yeah. So we've got like 48 beers. We put it in the back of the truck, buy a bunch of ice. We didn't even have a container. Yeah. We just put the ice on top of this beer. Yeah. Drive up back the hill, sitting out there drinking. And it just felt like each of us just, just from dehydration, killed four beers in a fucking instant. Yeah. Just, it's like a beach beer. You, yeah. you can put it down fast. Put it fucking down. And out comes her mom, the bride's mom. Running outside because she had seen us through a window. No, oh, no. And she starts yelling at us like we're sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "This is ridiculous." I said, "No beer here. Y'all look too. All of y'all look too good to be drunk." <laughs> and she runs back inside. Like one of us, I don't. One of us looks. Does she expect us to throw away these forty left? These leftover. 40 beers? It's a good thing I wasn't in your circle because in the middle of her speech, I would have purposely grabbed a new can, (laughs) held it a little too far away from me, and cracked it while she was talking and taken just a smug sip. Just a smug sip. But here's the best part, and then we'll we'll move on. That's my speed (laughs) with people like that. We just assume, like, you can be mad, but we're also the groomsmen. And adults. And adults. (laughs) And we're not 
leaving, <laughs> and we're not going to not drink this beer. Yeah. We're not. We left y'all's reception. We're we're not leaving the reception. Yeah. But we're outside of the reception because, thankfully, to be honest, the reception was indoors with air, air conditioning. We're honoring your wishes. Time. There's no beer at the, at wedding. the wedding. It's, it's just at the wedding parking lot. Right, the wedding parking lot has beer in it, yeah. and we happen to be there. Yeah. But uh, we also have a joint. You didn't even smell that. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that, that's also funny. Yes, that too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because Dave's doing too, rails of coke no, off a hooker we so, picked up outside the QT. So funny you say that because we we were smoking a ton of dope out there. But our, <laughs> in our in our rationale about we're like because at this point we were drunk, so our rationale was, hey, who here smokes cigarettes? And like everyone raises their hand. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you smoke a cigarette, you smoke a cigarette, you smoke a cigarette, you. Pull out the J. Yeah. So it's like the stink of smoke might be one thing, but mm. you can always just drop the J for a second and say we're just smoking. Yeah. So that's that's funny you say that. But the best part was about 20 minutes after she came out and chastised us, again, like we were children. I still don't like this woman just based on that alone. This has yeah. been many years. Yeah. But she came out, chastised us, goes back inside. About 20 minutes later, the pastor, this was legitimate. This wasn't an online, I like Josh, but this was not an online ordained pastor. This is a real was pastor. An old man who, you know, been been a pastor for 40 years. He walks outside and he goes like, are you boys drinking beer? And we were like, again? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Come on, pastor pig. We're like, he's like, mind if I, <laughs> mind if I have one? And we we're like, Fuck yeah! Come on out, the pastor. <laughs> do you want to you want to hit off this J? <laughs> we didn't offer that. But this guy, he we picked up, up a hooker at the bottom of the hill. Know, you could do coke off for titties. It was like one of those things that we remember that the most because he when he came out, he didn't just drink one. Yeah. He drank like five, and he started smoking cigarettes. Mm. It, it wasn't ours. He had a pack. This was like. I was I was really wanting her Listen. mother to come outside at yeah. that point to be like y'all look too no no bitch look <laughs> look wait, the minister here the pastor he stepped is, down off the pedestal yeah, you put him on he's on our level right now so listen here boys the pursuit of perfect Christianity <laughs> is all about the pursuit you're never gonna actually get there. That's why I always allow myself seven beers, a few cigarettes, and a blowjob from a hooker around the corner about once a week. A man has his vice. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Best part is, tomorrow morning I get to wake up, ask forgiveness, and do it all over yeah, again. That's what we do. Praise him. Praise him. him. Now, my question is, I mean, you, you, you stack all that up on the wedding invitation. Unless it's like a relative that I, whose opinion I value... Or a close friend who I can't let down, I'm out. Yeah. Like, like okay, August, ugh. I'm in it. Black tux, ugh. outside, fuck, dry with a stuck up mother on the bride's. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm sick that it, weekend. It's the five fingers of no goodness. Yeah, yeah like, like I'm not gonna be there if you. Like you sell, you tell me it's outside. You tell me I'm in. I'm in, I'm in it. it. You so tell me to, it's. I have to spend money. Yeah, <laughs> I have to spend my money. You tell me those things, but then when you back that up with open bar, I'm like, all right, well, there's a light at the end of that. <laughs> or if you say hey, it's dry, it's our mom's preference, but uh, it's inside, AC's going to be on blast, and we're putting everybody in light gray linen suits because that's the smart thing to do in August because we are going to probably take some photos outside. Right. Uh, there's a QT at the bottom of the hill. No one's going to say anything if you drink beer in your truck. I'm like, all right, I'll do it, you know. <laughs> But when you stack when you stack all those things up, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah, I'm gonna be somewhere that weekend. 
Like my wedding, I got liquor at cost. I, I just didn't buy enough beer because, again, as a non-beer drinker, right, it wasn't. I figured like four cases is probably enough. Well, and that was for our wedding. There was like a deal with the venue: beer and wine was this amount of money, and we weren't going to splurge on the liquor because it was going to like triple it. Yeah, of course. I just got mine at cost because I was working at a liquor store. Well, and so on our invitation, I actually. I used to have one over there. I guess I don't anymore. Save the day? That's the save the day. I used to actually have the invitation over there somewhere. It said, you know, we encouraged people on our invitations to bring flasks of liquor. Mm. Like, we can't we can't offer it because the bill's going to basically triple if we introduce open bar. Sure. Uh, but that being said, you know, flasks are encouraged. And I met guys all night like, yeah, this was tequila and this one's rum. <laughs> and Josh, the pastor of the wedding, he was like, I got two handles of Jameson in the trunk. <laughs> two handles. <laughs> Anybody wants to come out? Your mom took advantage of that. I remember this now. I remember that. Yeah. She's like, he's like, I got solo cups out there. Anybody wants to have a shot, they can just come out to the Green Monster. Because yeah. he drove some like, like, like Jolly Green Rancher Green Nissan of some sort. I remember for the rehearsal, he was the he was the latest one. Like everybody's there to rehearse except for Pastor Josh. Yeah. And he just comes peeling into that that roundabout gravel driveway in his in his dark green yeah. Nissan throwing rocks like sorry buddy I'm late <laughs> it's like this is perfect I've just been ordained <laughs> I just printed out my sheet I'm good <laughs> this means I'm ordained <laughs> I've thought about that before Chris and I were like what if we found out one day that whatever Josh did wasn't wasn't legally good enough and, and, and everything's void. Yeah. The, the thing is, is we've bought homes, we've bought cars, we've opened lines of credit. We've done all the things you have to be married to do as a as a combo, and nobody's ever looked into it. Yeah, so it's like our whole lives could go by, and somebody's like, you two technically can't own this home together. Yeah. <laughs> Your last name is actually still... That's the other thing. Like, her, her, you know, she went to the Social Security office, changed her name. Like, at this point... Whether his signature was good or not, we've done all the other things. Yeah, You're just gonna have to. It's just gonna have to let us let it slide. Yeah, it would be interesting though if some fucking bureaucratic nitwit, yeah, on a bad tear came across this piece of paperwork and was like, "This is fucking full of shit." Reverend Josh, <laughs> what the fuck is Reverend Josh? <laughs> the funny thing is, is Josh has married Reverend other people. <laughs> In fact, his second wedding that he did was our exact anniversary one year later. Oh. He's like, I've done two weddings in my life, both on March 26th, one year apart. March 26th? What yeah. a perfect day that was. So our, yeah, our 9th is coming up, and we've already talked about We want to take a trip for our 10th. Where are you going to go? Pro- not anywhere super exotic. We just want to go somewhere that we talk about wishing we would be able to go to more often, like New York City or something. Just, like, mm-hmm. somewhere to go where the it's nice that that time of year. Because for a long time, we went to Vegas for our anniversaries because mm-hmm. we went there on our honeymoon, and that, that Rockabilly event always falls around that time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're the kind of people where it's like, I wish we could X, Y, Z, but finance-wise and schedule-wise, it's just hard to do. So it's we like... We have a year. Put some stuff away. Yeah, that's the plan. It's like, you know, we always talk about how we want to do, like, a long weekend in the city to go see the people we know up there and just... We like that city. city. Yeah. Yeah, I like New York. I've only been the one time, but I had a blast. It's a cool city. The one time I went, it was in la- la- um, the tail end of January, huge snow piles on the ground. Yeah. It was... Blistering cold. We, we went for Christmas. But I loved it. We were up there for like a, it was like the 18th through the 23rd. Or you stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel? No. 
courtesy of the ding dang dong. I did not. <laughs> we we, uh, <laughs> we actually had a uh, kind of a <clears throat> tradition of ours, me and Liam. Uh, when we typically when we go out of town on a big trip, especially, there's always one big fight. Mm. Not like a blowout. There's always just one fight. Mm. And the fight in New York was particularly interesting because we were walking. We had, well, I know what happened. She wanted to go see the most overrated, god awful play in history of play. No, I'd watch Cats ten times. Uh, <laughs> not, not because I like it. No, I love Les Mis. If you'd shut the fuck up for a second, I'll get there. It was that uh, that hot garbage Phantom of the Opera, mm. which is just terrible. It's just. The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, you know, there are like one or two good songs from a guy who I can honestly say likes musicals. But the storyline sucks. It, yeah. All of it just sucks. And you, I knew it sucked. I'd already seen it before. I'd seen the movie that was actually good with... Emmy Rossum. Um, oh, yes. Let's and, not go there. Yeah. Shameless. Well, Lots of nudity. You can watch all the combined scenes on Pornhub. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, Even the new season that hasn't come uh, out yet. Anyways, so... Lots of car we sex. We were walking down. Our, our hotel was pretty, pretty close to Times Square, so we just walked down to go see this play and we're walking down we're like what do you want to eat and I was like I don't know I don't really not, this is not a food it's like Times Square is, there's plenty of amazing places to eat in New York but yeah. you don't find them in I Times really Square. just want to sightsee where all the cookers and cocaine dealers used to be right right here so right here I was thinking alright look there's no real good food down here it's all just fucking touristy traps yeah but there's this olive garden that's dead center of Times Square Mm-hmm. And I was like, at the least we get the free salad and breadsticks. Yeah. You know? Which coincidentally turns out they actually do charge you there <laughs> at Times Square. It's, it's the only Olive Garden in the country that's not free salad and breadsticks. Mm. At least it was then. I don't know how it is now. But I was like, we, you know. That's because it's, it's it the original matter. Olive Garden. Maybe. But it's just like we're in the middle. You're literally in the middle of Times Square at an Olive Garden. It's got three, three, three floors. Mm. I mean, you're not going to have that experience in any other Olive Garden, you know? She's like, I don't want to fucking go to Olive Garden. And I was like, then it just, that's what sparked it. It was yeah. like, okay, then where do you want to go? She's yeah. Like, there's got to be something. I said, like, there's fucking nothing. And that's Well, the there's fight. Chili's, there's Applebee's, <laughs> there's, there's McDonald's. McDonald's. Exactly. The McDonald's. I was like, do you want to eat a fucking McDonald's? She's like, no, there's got to be something. So she just pulls out her phone, and we just go to arguing about, like, why are you being so obtuse about this? It's just an Olive Garden. We're in the middle of Times Square. It doesn't fucking matter. Let's yeah. just go eat. I'm f- and that, now what's happening is I'm hungry. You're hangry. Right. And it's like... I know I was being an asshole, but I felt like you're being an asshole, too, and nothing's getting resolved. <laughs> she said, there's an Italian family restaurant right down here. I was like, an Italian family restaurant called Olive Garden. She was like, no, it's this other one. So we go down to this place. It's called Mamma Mia's. It, it was something like that. And she thought, like, well, look, this looks authentic. And I was, I immediately out of spite go on my phone. I was like, this is a fucking national chain. <laughs> Nothing about this is any different than the Olive Garden. Mamma Mia's New York City. If you like Mamma Mia's, try Olive Garden. <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> so we go into this place. Now I know I'm in trouble because I am. we are just arguing at the table. They're, we're supposed to have a nice night out in New York and go to Broadway, even though it's the Phantom of the Opera, which is fucking shitty. That's at the root of all of it. You're just yes. mad that you're going to a shitty play. Well, that and I know I'm about to take a $40 nap. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done that back in the hotel room for for way cheaper. Here, you tell me how it ends. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so we get into this restaurant, and it turns out this is not just any restaurant. Every, there's not a single thing on the menu that is not family dining. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like family style? 
Yeah, well, every portion is huge. Is monstrous. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like it's New York, so you know you're gonna spend money anywhere you go. Yeah. But it was like I was looking at this menu. It was like everything on here is thirty dollars or more. Mm-hmm. And I start looking around, and you know, it's like. There, if you ordered spaghetti, it came out on a fucking plate two feet wide and yeah. stacked high. If you ordered whatever it was, it just didn't matter. Even the appetizer salad was made for four people. So even if you can agree on an entree to share to minimize damage, the leftovers, or you don't have anywhere to put them. No, You're not going to take your spaghetti and your ragu oh, into fucking Phantom oh, of the Opera. Slow down, sport. <laughs> <laughs> so what we, we joke about now, because like I said, we, we've recognized that about ourselves, that we always have the one fight. We, we, we've gotten better. We actually went to Paris, France, and normally without fighting, so that was a thing. But um, she did the most spiteful thing she could have done <laughs> to get back at me, knowing that there was nothing I could do about it. Mm. She said, I went to clam linguine. She knows I don't like linguine, and I particularly hate clams. Yeah. And I was like... I don't want anything. That was my response was, fuck it. Get your clam linguine. I don't even want anything. I'm not. I'm going to have water. I seriously did. I, no that's ice. That's how you know you're in those good fights where you're yeah. saying, I don't fucking want anything. I'll sit here. I don't give a fuck. That's <laughs> literally what you're saying in your head. Like, yeah. I would watch you eat your stupid-ass clam linguine. She orders it. It was terrible. She acted like she enjoyed it, but many, you know, years later, she said it was really bad, but I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't let you know that. Yeah. So she eats a few bites of this monstrosity of mm-hmm. clam linguine and then asks for it to go box and takes it into the theater with her. <laughs> so for four hours, cold clam linguine was hitting my face Yeah, all fucking night. Just growing bacteria. Just, it was off. The only highlight was I saw Katie Holmes and Siri, Tom Pitts, Tom, mm. Tom... Like Tom her, Cruise. Tom Cruise and her little baby girl. They came running down the aisle. I was like, that's Katie Holmes. But because of the argument, that was it. I was like, yeah. that's Katie Holmes, you bitch. I mean, in, <laughs> <laughs> in New York City, unless you're staying with friends or in a, in a condo with a microwave, you can't take leftovers anywhere. Yeah, like That's the thing. You're in we, a hotel. We didn't even have, yeah. There was no what are you going to do with yeah. your leftovers? So we ended up, from, here's the, the tail end of that story was because of my, Stance of being like, fuck you, I'm not gonna eat anything. Mm. By 12 o'clock, I am fucking peckish. <laughs> I am like so fucking hungry. So I was like, I'm so hungry, we, I would eat your ass we, right yeah, now. We, and I don't eat ass. We made up. We made up sometime <laughs> after the thing ended. We're walking back, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I just yada, yada, yada. And she's that like, that place know, sucks. It's my fault too. So I was like, but having said that, I'm fucking starving so I'm gonna when we pass this McDonald's I'm gonna go in here which is I completely understand well you go into this McDonald's you realize oh they do the New York pricing too I was expecting just standard well they, what I'm used to they McDonald's probably pricing. do they probably do the Times Square pricing yeah I have a feeling if you go to a random McDonald's out in Queens it's probably regular probably old regular, prices yeah. <laughs> but th- on this thing the, the I, I just said fuck it I want the double quarter pounder I want the, this was back when they would still sell you the supersized fries. Mm-hmm. I want it all. And I was like, how much? And she was like, it's fourteen ninety seven. I was like, yeah. Give me a liter of cola. Yeah. So I get my, so I was saying I should, we'll just walk back to the hotel. Didn't take anything to think about how cold it was outside. So we walked the four or five blocks back to the hotel, get up to the hotel room, start noshing. And in that time period, that food you had can't just do that. turned to fucking ice blocks. Yeah. It was Cold fries, cold burger. It's just one of those nights. You just chalk it up. You know, you eat the food. Yeah.
But you just like. We come over here and breathe on this with me to help warm it up. <laughs> since we're staying in a room with no microwave. And by the way, can we please throw the linguine out the window? <laughs> No, Smell, smells no. terrible. No one's going yeah, to eat no, it, no. and there's no way to well, reheat it. I fucked up about that. I felt bad for the theater because after we did the little makeup during the intermission, because <laughs> of course that shit fucking hole of a show has an intermission. Yeah, well, that's when we made up. She was like, "Can you go throw this away?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I can throw this." But I felt bad for dumping it into like, you know, this is a, this is a theater. It's like, <laughs> excuse me, uh, asshole. Enjoy cleaning up your clam linguine. <laughs> excuse me, Broadway uh, light uh, <laughs> flashlight man. Where would you prefer I put this <laughs> clam linguine? Do you have a garbage can? Like, like where do people put shit diapers when they change <laughs> change babies in the bathroom? Where should I? Well, I tell you how bad this clam linguine was. I don't uh, doubt it. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it, and it's that's. I don't care if Gordon Ramsay made me a clam linguine. It might be good if he made it. I don't want it because my memory is yeah. forever ensconced in two hours of just getting clam linguine shoved up my nose. <laughs> I, I remember being in New York. Like leftovers aren't an option. There's no microwave or fridge in the room. Uh, you got to eat what you can finish, and and if you can't, you have to just. Say goodbye to that food. The only really good you meal. You don't walk and eat a lot of pizza. That's what we did more often than not. Oh, like, let's just grab oh, a slice yeah. of pizza yeah, and yeah, walk. Yeah. Like, we don't need to sit down and eat. I was going to say, we had some meals that were suspect in New York at some of the restaurants, but the street food was insane. When we went to go see the 9 11 memorial, we got both real hungry real fast. And there was a couple street vendors and. Grace Papaya hot dogs? No, I didn't do that. But mm-hmm. we, um, we looked over and there was a guy, and it, it was ridiculous because it said, like, Larry's. Uh, falafels and the dude's <laughs> name was not Larry but his line was extremely long mm. and this was midday and a lot of business people in suits so I said we're going there because yeah. no one else had a line this guy clearly is doing something right and that was special we had that was the best falafel sandwich I've ever had and then the other great meal we had was when we we saw that at Leal which is where Anthony Bourdain made his bones mm. like that's where the Kitchen Confidential book came from okay that was his restaurant where he was the, the chef and or worked there for many years. We went to Leal and they had um, dollar oyster nights, which in New York again, like you don't see that. So we went over there and the, the, it turns out the waiter was from Gwinnett County, so that was a weird thing. Mm. But we had a fantastic meal there. They just bring you like a charcuterie plate and some other stuff. But we had some suspect meals in New York, really suspect meals. I don't remember too many meals in the city because we did do a lot of just walk and eat. And then we went to dive bars. I remember, like, I wanted to try every pizzeria we walked past to try and find the best one because a lot of them, I was like, this is like fucking Sbarro in a mall. It's like when Michael, when in the office, when Michael goes to New York, he's like, whenever I come into the city, I like to go to my favorite New York pizza joint, Sbarro. (laughs) So my funny story about that was there was a pizzeria that was right across the street from our hotel, and Leo was, it was... You know, this was young and no kids, and I was like, I just want the New York experience. I'm gonna go walk the streets at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. I f- I'm not. I don't feel unsafe. We're in a part that it's not unsafe. I kind of want to try heroin. I figure, why not? Now? <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to have that kind of New York never sleep experience. So I was like, at 2:30, I woke her up. Okay, I'm gonna go for a walk. Don't be worried. So I'm walking the streets, and I go down, and I'm coming. I do like a couple blocks, maybe two miles total, and I start circling back, and there's this pizza place open, and the line's long. I'm like, fuck, it's like. 3.30 in the morning. That's mm. the place has a line. So I go in, and that was the most New York experience I had because, one, it was fantastic pizza, but two, these two guys, just classic New Yorkers, got into a serious everything-but-physically-fighting argument <laughs> over an end piece. 
One dude wanted this corner piece, and he, it was his turn to order. It was like a Sicilian-style yeah, pie? it was. And that's not what I got. I got, like, the yeah. classic, yeah. you know. I don't like Sicilian-style pizza. I don't, I don't mind it, but it's not what I get. It's a lot of bread. Um, it is a lot of bread. But he wanted this corner piece, and there was only the one left. And he said, I'll take that last corner piece. And the dude behind him, who had been in line with me for 30 minutes, was like, Motherfucker, I wanted that corner piece. Is there any more corner pieces? And they just started at it. Hey, you there. Get it back over there. Make a new pie. I want two of the fucking corners. You don't give this motherfucker any corners. Go Giants. The dude was so mad. It was as if the guy in front... It's as if it had been a fresh pie. Yeah. And when the guy was like, "What what do you want? I want all four corner pieces. <laughs> that's how mad the dude behind him got. Like, that's a reasonable you big dude. Can you leave me one of the corner slices? Hey, piece? buddy, redesign two corners per custom. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're like, shit, maybe I should get a corner piece. <laughs> Apparently they're really good. These two, motherfucker, I've been standing in line for 30 fucking minutes, and you're going to take the last corner pie? He <laughs> was just having at it. I was like, when I got up, I was like, hi, hi. I'll just take whatever two slices. I'll uh, take a middle. <laughs> And a middle. Do you have some? Do you have some uncooked bread? I'll just have some uncooked bread. Do you have, Do you have room temperature water? <laughs> what fucking state are you from, Mister oh, Polite over here? Yes. That uh, was my most New York experience. That and getting caught in the subway because someone pushed somebody into it. I uh, let's say sex for a second because I have a New York story to tell Would that I've never to? told on the pod. All right. There's a good chance I've told this on the pod because we've done 48, but. At some point, we're gonna, we. I know. I mean, material. yeah. I mean, you you have repeated things. I have repeated things. Well, we have new listeners too. So. But when we went to New York, first of all, on the pizza note, I made it a point to try pretty much try every pizzeria we walked past, and I would say eight out of ten, it was like this is Sabaro. Like yeah. there wasn't anything special about it. It's just shit sitting out. And you're like, you give me a pepperoni, and then they take it and they throw it in the oven for a minute, mm-hmm. and then they slide it to you on a paper plate. Um, but there was one pizza place, and I want to say it was like. On the other side of the block from um, this dive bar we went to called the library, mm. and it was awesome. It was the best pizza. We actually sat down in there and ate it there at the table. Yeah. Did you ever eat a hot dog? Not to stop you. But no. The one thing I regret. Well, that's I why I asked I, about the Grace Papaya thing. I never had it. Uh, I wanted to do that. Yeah. I wanted to, to, to get a the Matthew Perry thing. in that movie with Selma. What's that movie where he with he marries Selma Hayek after like one day? Yeah, something. and the the way he talks about the Grace Papaya hot dogs in that movie well, just he, just I, always like I didn't get it from there. I got it from Seinfeld, Kramer, mm. when he leaves the movie line because he's just drawn over to Papaya King to get yeah. a hot dog and a papaya juice. But I, I didn't even not even that I, I didn't even get one of those dirty water dogs from one of the vendors that just sits out there with the cart. Yeah, like who goes to New York and doesn't try it? A dirty water dog. I don't remember seeing one. They were everywhere. But it was also like January 22nd. I want to get back to the story, but I will say this last thing I'll say about New York and what I find, if you've never been, why you should go. When you walk that city, every block smells different. Mm-hmm. Some smell like trash. Some smell like the greatest food. And you could say, like, that smells... Mexican. That smells like Mexican mm-hmm. food. Getting a whiff mm-hmm. of marinara right. and, and you... condoms with loads of... <laughs> That too. What we started to notice was, depending upon your area, you'd smell, you know, you'd smell Middle Middle Eastern food. Mm. You'd smell tacos. You'd smell hot dog. You'd smell meats of some kind. You'd Mm. smell. It was just amazing, block by block, 
Everywhere you walked, he just got bombarded with sensory overload, of course, is that yeah. city in a nutshell. But yeah, continue. So uh, th- at this particular point in time, I was a, a pretty regular smoker. And in New York, this was in, I don't know, 20, this was in 2011 or 12. There's no smoking indoors anywhere in New York. They pretty much banned it outside at this point. Thanks, Bloomberg. <laughs> I remember I remember taking cigarettes with me because a friend of mine told me, he's like, just so you know, like a, a pack of Parliaments is like $14. It's like, all right. Bought a pack of American Spirits. It was $14. So anytime we went to a dive bar, if I wanted to uh, have a dart, as they say on Letterkenny, which I love, like, you have a dart? I'd have a dart. And they go outside and, <laughs> and have a cigarette. Um I'd have to go stand outside, usually by myself, because nobody in our group wanted to join me because it was cold. Like, I was with the kind of people like, listen, I smoke socially, but it's too fucking cold outside. I'm like, you guys just aren't committed to the lifestyle. So we're outside. I'm outside the library, which is a dive bar on the Lower East Side. Pretty sure it was off of Avenue A in Houston. It's right there. I told you there's a a pod beer in the fridge if you want that instead. (laughs) I kind of feel obligated to finish it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is like drinking pine cone. Yeah. This is bad. Nothing well, about this is any good. It's dry when you compare it to the other one. <sighs> Sorry to interrupt your story. Pour some Gatorade in it. It's not going to hurt it. <laughs> I'll get that is intensely raw. I know I always hated Monday night beers, but... I'll get uh, Miller High Life next time. I would prefer that. <laughs> Jesus. I, I vote we move to cheap bourbon and Miller High Life Let's for podcasts hey, from I'm now sorry. on. I, I'll don't finish, finish, it. finish it. Don't finish Go it. Go ahead. Finish your story is more important. You're out smoking a dart. I, I'm, out, I'm outside the library having a dart. And, uh, like, at least four old Jewish-type women walk past me like, that's going to kill you. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thankfully, no. No. Uh, no, I never felt... I, for all the neighborhoods we walked through, even super late at night, and we got lost in Brooklyn, which some of our friends later said, like, yeah, you were in, like, a scary, get-mucked part of town. Um, I never really felt in danger of being in the big, bad New York City. I never did either, but continue. I don't know. I'm, I'm standing outside, and it's several several older, you know, New Yorker, like Elaine Bennis, all grown-up type women, like, that's going to kill you. You're killing yourself. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Fuck off, you know. <laughs> Um, and then uh, eventually some random dude comes out of the bar and total hipster you know hipster glasses hipster hoodie fresh out of the American Peril catalog and he starts having a dart a dart and um, you're gonna fuck me up with this (laughs) I'd have a dart I'd have a dart Um, and so we're both standing there smoking and now we're both taking harassment from passersby and then out of nowhere this you know sort of attractive woman in a big fur coat walks up and she just starts chatting me up. I couldn't, I don't remember what she was talking about. I was several tall boys and whiskey shots deep, but she's just chatting me up. She's got her arm around my waist. And then what I can only imagine is her handler comes up after her and puts his arm around her and he starts talking to me. (laughs) Yeah. But picture more like, more like a white pit bull. Like I know Pitbull is a pretty white Latin guy, anyways, but like Pitbull without the Hispanic part. Right, right. And he's got like a gnarly U-shaped throat tattoo, and the hipster dude, he's on his second cigarette. I'm now on my second because you're gonna have to make him count since you you can't, <laughs> you can't inside. go inside. And they're chatting me up, and I'm being polite and courteous and talking back, and that dude to my right's chiming in every so often. 
And this woman has a thick French accent, although now it's like it could have been put on. But the more time I'm, I'm looking at her, the more I'm starting to realize, like, I don't, I don't think this is a real woman. This is, this is pre, this, this is like 2012. This is before, you know, transgenders were really talked about in the news. And I'm looking at her like, yeah, that's definitely an Adam's apple. But at the same time, I think kudos to you because you're really like thin and, and pulling off the whole skinny feminine physique thing. And for whatever reason, I was like, I want to take a picture with you guys. And so I was like, can I take a picture with you guys? It's my first time in New York, and I haven't met too many people on the street. You guys seem pretty cool. Like, I'm being, I'm being happy. And, and, and I looked to the hipster dude to my right. I said, hey, man, you, uh, can you uh, – what's up? There's somebody here? Yeah. Oh, Dale, yeah, there's, there's somebody still here. I said, can you take a picture of me and these two? And he said, yeah. He pulls out a film camera. Wow. I was like, so what do you – you can't just take it on your phone, or you don't have a. Like I got my film camera. Like, was there like a sheet he had to go over? To, <laughs> I'm to, looking at him. I'm like, I was like, of course you do. Did you, you have probably to stand there just looking blank eyed? <laughs> I'm looking at him like, of course you have a film camera. You fucking New York hipster. You probably do your homework on a typewriter. <laughs> and so he takes two pictures of me and uh, uh, you know white pit bull and a French transgendered woman. And then they they went on their way because I wasn't interested in what she was selling. And I looked, I was like, so can you uh, can you email me a copy of this? Like, yeah, after I get the role developed. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I was like, all right, well, can I give you my email? Because I want I want a copy of a picture of me and what I'm pretty sure is a transgendered French prostitute and her handler with the throat tattoo. So yeah, totally. Gave my email. He never sent me a picture. So you never, you don't have it. So somewhere in New York, there's a picture. Of there's you a really cool. Training. Yeah, there's a really cool guy with a still taking film photos. That should be the, our documentary we do. In search of the <laughs> finding my picture. Finding my French tranny. Uh, assuming he still lives in New York, you know, maybe we just we'll, we'll put we'll get on Craigslist. We'll go about it that way. Missed connections. Yeah. Like in, uh, still looking for me and my tranny picture. <laughs> Honestly, you do with a film camera probably peruses missed connections more than you think. It's possible. But I just remember she or he, I don't know what the preferred pronoun was, had a very thick, possibly fake French accent. And the more I studied, the more I could see, like, yeah, that's all plastic surgery. That's definitely an Adam's apple. You're a very thin man. Kudos to you. You've <laughs> you've achieved weight loss in ways I could have never dreamed. And, and you've got a good handler here who's looking out for you. But that was that was one of my most New York moments. Kristen got us lost in Brooklyn. She was convinced she knew which trains we needed to take to get from our hotel oh, to, to so her friend's bar. I loved riding the subway. It was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like I said, we got stuck on one because someone shoved someone. I don't know. I still to this day don't know if the person died, but the triage didn't look good. Mm. We were four trains back, and the guy just kept coming over. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a slight delay. You know, all the things. <laughs> like, okay. So after 30 minutes, and the power's gone off, and you're like, oh, so I get claustrophobic. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Mm. So they're like, there's been an accident. We're going to have to link the trains. So we actually walked half a mile through trains. Mm. Think about that. Like we, they, oh, they yeah. back the train, they pulled all the trains together. Yeah, and you to get you to the to nearest the one platform. Yeah, and when we got there, we saw the triage. Like somebody was probably dead. That was at the time we were going to lay out. But outside of that, I really enjoyed riding it. Yeah, I, I found it to be fun. You all different characters. Some just like in Paris, when people would get on, like the the, the longest Paris subway line we rode was probably thirty minutes to go see Paris Chase, where they have Jim Morrison's grave, mm. and some idiots get on. 
I was like, of course they get on the one time we're on this for more than five minutes. But they get on with a boom box mm-hmm. for one and start playing Mary J. Blige. Let's get it crunk up in this dance little Remember that song? <laughs> Looking terrible. And I was like, they're singing it in French. I have a video of it somewhere. It's just funny. I was like, of course. Listen up. This will only take a second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce myself to you. Yeah. I'm Fly Guy Two Stacks. (laughs) My homeboy. That's ridiculous, you know. But um, I really liked riding it. And we, the one time, though, we were getting ready to leave. We had to head to the airport, which, by the way, this, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the pod, but we flew buddy passes there. Mm. And what we didn't, we weren't told or it wasn't made explicitly clear, was if you don't... You know, buddy passes are dangerous when you're approaching those blackout holidays. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we were supposed to fly out the 23rd, or 22nd. And any time... Like, the 23rd is a blacked-out day. 24th is a blacked-out day, because those are they don't allow any kind of buddy passes or, you know... All that stuff. Yeah, so you're on the cusp of a yeah. blackout. So we get there, and we were like, the first flight to Atlanta was at 8 a.m. Well, I'll come back to that in a second. So we, we get up early, we get on the subway, and we're riding there, and the door's open to get off at the stop that we were supposed to get off, and I rush out, and the door's just... <laughs> and there's my wife <laughs> looking at me from this glass. She says, Mouse, stay here. <laughs> and I'm like, no! And I look at this map, and I was like... Fucking Queens! It was all the way across the river. But I did what I didn't know is I wasn't looking at the right map. Mm. But I, in my mind, my lovely wife was just by herself. I'm just gonna get raped, 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 raped. (laughs) (laughs) That's that that impression is coming to mind. Like he just thinks I'm gonna get raped, 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 raped. Right. But I thought she was going to Queens. That's so funny. You're you're alone on the platform. You find the nearest police officer. Officer, officer, my wife's about to be raped. (laughs) What? Where is she? Wherever the train goes, but she's gonna get raped down there. We have to go help her. But what? Um, <laughs> Send the fire department. So she had just mouthed, "You stay here," and so I actually got smart. I said, "Okay, just be cool. Mm-hmm. Be fine. You know." No cell phones. Uh, we had them, but there's no surface on those fucking things. Okay. When you're in the tunnels, there's nothing. Okay. So we, I got smart. I was like, "If I stay here, it's just like another train's unit. Oh, I have to go up and over. Yeah. Because she'll be coming back. Mm. None of it. Nothing bad happened. She got off at the next stop. And actually, one of the one of the guys that could have been a raper, I don't know, but he didn't rape on the train, told her this happens all the time, just get off in the next one and just pop on over. So she showed up about, I don't know, five, ten minutes later, no big deal. Yeah. The world was better, and she was unraped. So we go to the airport. First flight was supposed to be, I think it was 8.30. We don't make it. All right. Well, I mean, we were there, but there was no... The body pass didn't right, work out. The two seats were not open. Next flight, and then incrementally, there was about a flight an hour. Mm. And these and Leah was she's the she wrote me a book actually she made me a book of our kind of cataloging our Paris trip and it's really nice it's it's kind of floofy but it's just for us but at the end of it she says you know love always your travel agent and logistics master because she is I don't have the temperance or the paper the patience yeah to deal with it I I I I'm too reactionary so we missed four flights and I'm like this is terrible not even knowing how long that day was about to be. Yeah. So she's up there making friends with these eight, with these agents and these ladies at the, at the checkout counter and the ticket lines. And 
They're like, well, there's another one coming at 2.30, and after that, there'll be a 3.15, and then there's a 4.30. They had it all lined up. Like, we're going to get you home. We just don't know. No, right now, it's not working. Missed, 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 missed. So we've now we got there at 8. Mm-hmm. It's 4.30, and they're saying there's only four flights left. And if you don't get on one of these, there's nothing, literally yeah. nothing we can do. Because the next day is your blackout right. days. So it was like, they were like, oh, we're not telling you to start thinking about these options, but you might want to start considering Amtrak or renting a car and mm-hmm. driving the eastern seaboard from New York <laughs> to Atlanta. Because there's, if you don't make one of these Or flights, buying a plane ticket on a different carrier. So at this point, <laughs> I've had it. This is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. I said, Leah, I'm going to the bar. There was this shit. We'd had lunch there earlier when there yeah. was a two-hour break waiting for flights. It was kind of like a shittier version of Jocks and Jills. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of sporadic, unthemed sports Jacks and Jane's. on the wall. Yeah, but it was just very <laughs> haphazard. It, it wasn't even... you think it'd be, you know, New York-themed sports. But there was like, what the fuck? There's like a Saskatchewan hockey jersey on the wall. Seattle Mariners? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it was all over the place. So I go to this place, and then... Ken Griffey Jr. seating people? The girl that that waited on us at lunch was still there. She was pulling a double. And I walk in, and she's like, hey, you going to make your flight? And I was like, gave her the short version Mm -hmm. of the story. And I was like, look, they're telling us we might not make any of these flights because we're on buddy passes. I'd like to have a few drinks. And Leo joined me, and you know she doesn't drink. This is how funny this was. I want all of your bourbon. Well, I didn't. So this is what's fucked up. You mentioned it earlier tonight. I don't know why this is what came out. I was like, do you have Grand Marnier? I don't buy it. I don't, I've never had it. I've never drank it like that. I've had it as like a, a supplement to another cocktail. Yeah. And I was like, do you have Grand Marnier? I'm just in the mood for orange liqueur, I guess, and orange, orange cognac. And she says, yeah. And I said, I'll do a shot of that. And this, this nice woman leans over and she says, you know, I can feel you. A shot for ten dollars, or a double for twelve. <laughs> I said, "Yes, we'll be doing the double." <laughs> so Leah got one too. Yeah, she only had the one. I had four doubles of Grand Marnier. Forty-eight so bucks. Feeling wonderful. Forty-eight bucks. Still for... pissed. Yeah. Still pissed. So now we go over to this flight. It's like the second to last flight, and I, <laughs> I was on the floor, kind of in the spins a little bit, mm. thinking, "Whatever, I'm gonna sleep here tonight anyhow." On this fucking floor. <laughs> so they, the girl, the lady comes over. She's got this big gleeful face on. She said, we got it. We got you on this flight. Uh, now I have to like, you know, you have to get right. Because now you, you've gotten yeah. so drunk that there's a chance you might like get yourself kicked off this flight. And they won't even let you on. So I'm, I'm doing the very calm steps onto the plane. Right. You get in your seat. It was the smallest plane to this day I've ever been on. I mean, it still had the propellers. Like a one and a two? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was the smallest plane I've ever been on. We get into this thing so hot. We go to turn on my little knobs. Doesn't work. So now yeah. I am drunk on orange fucking cognac. Yeah, and a lot of it. And a lot of it. And I'm sweat, bead sweating. My AC doesn't work. Lee's like, at least we're going home. At least we're going home. Yeah. At least we're going home. And I was like, yes, yes. I will I will find my zen positive here. I will be positive. What the fuck is that smell? The girl right behind us, <laughs> right behind us in the yeah. one-seater, hmm. young girl, 16, she had her family sitting a few rows back, opens up a tuna salad sandwich that she had bought at the commissary. And I was like, I don't fly for a living, but I know there's rules. 
I know there's rules. You turn into George Costanza over the phone. You know we're living in a society! <laughs> but I, what was funny about it was I thought I was talking softly mm-hmm. to Leah. But what I was saying was, who does this? Who brings a, a over just <laughs> blasting? Who brings a tuna salad sandwich onto a plane? <laughs> like I was doing like, yeah. Tucker Carlson, my voice. Who, who does this? Hey, I'm getting on an airplane. I'm going to eat a can of Alpo. <laughs> Nobody will mind. But what I, she was like, her, sh- her parents are right behind you. But what was funny about that was they were, I kind of gave them a side eye and they were chuckling because they didn't realize she had bought this tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> and this probably might have been the first time she ever flew. I don't know. <laughs> you lean over is like, just so you know, you've already fucked up once. You're not supposed to shit in the bathroom. <laughs> That's the other rule of the airplane. Please try and... Ab- is that really a rule? No, but generally speaking, you it's like... I, I've never done it, but if I had to shit on the yeah, airplane... If you gotta shit, you gotta shit. It. But I remember, like, on, like, long field trips, like the kind where you have the bus with the bathroom in the back, that was always like a, please please refrain, if at all possible, from number twoing on the bus bathroom, because then we the entire bus has to ride the rest of the trip today and smell your shit. <laughs> It's like, all right, I get it. Two ones only. Twos if it's an emergency. I know. I, like I said, I I don't. Rec- I, in the last ten times I've flown, I didn't use the bathroom at all. I just I try I, and I just, avoid it altogether. Avoid it altogether. Yeah. And I, it's no matter what. Even my longest flight to Paris was only six and a half hours. I think to L.A. I made it a point to try and just pee once. Like I'm gonna pee in the middle. Now that being said, I feel bad for those concourse bathrooms. Because when I come off an airplane, <laughs> it's like whatever happens. I love, <laughs> I love in the concourse bathrooms, people just, dudes just fart with abandon. <laughs> you walk into LAX, LaGuardia, so Hartsfield-Jackson. Right. You're so Not even people in the stalls. People, the, yeah, the no, dude at no. the urinal <laughs> next to you, just, just cutting ass. Two things about this. One, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but that's, you know, I've told you in the past, if I'm in a stall with another dude or a stall with anyone, really, and I know I'm about to have one of those farts that's going to be very audible, I'll wait for them to, like, turn the sink on or just be out. Yeah. I'll try my best, unless it's, yeah. like, an emergency, to wait till they're gone and then rip it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I at wish. At the airport, yeah. there's none of that. Yeah. And it, it's because. It's international law. <laughs> It's maritime law, whatever. Maritime, international law. You just you let loose. But also, I want to talk about a bad. I want to. I'm going to transition here for a second because this is. It's just funny because it just happened yesterday, and I was sitting here before we started, and I was like, I don't feel like a lot's happened in my life since mm. we last did anything, and I didn't have anything topical, but it did. Okay. It did. So I've talked about the guys at my club, my gym, mm-hmm. hanging dong all the time. Yeah, and laughing. It's just fucking weird. It, you, it's a sauna. You don't have to be hanging dong, especially when there's not much hanging. You don't have to hang dong in it. Yeah. Just wear your towel like we all do. Yeah. So I uh, did a workout yesterday, played some basketball, came downstairs, and I like to do a sauna now for about five, ten minutes, as much as I can stand, and then I'll do a steam room for about mm. five minutes because they put this shit, it's so wonderful, it like, clears you out, it's wonderful. <clears throat> Eucalyptus. Yes, yes. So I did that, I walk out, and there's this old-timer, I'd say he's about 70, and he's standing, so there's this row... Of sinks and fans, and it has everything you need from shaving cream to deodorant, uh, and you know, two big mirrors, and they, they run parallel to each other. It's like the singular area where everyone, once they're done showering, they, you know, it has mouthwash. It has everything you need. And he's standing there in front of that 
butt naked. Now, I've seen dudes do that, but usually it's like for a second. Mm. But he's just standing. There's not a towel. Just standing there, butt naked. And I was like, okay. And he's got that old shriveled ass. Like the ass has... Yeah, like the old Jeff Fox with the joke. Like a frog stood up and put on pants. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just this awful looking ass. I didn't think anything of it. But I go get dressed, come back, and the, the people at this club must think I'm like a giant hipster hippie doofus because everyone there is real clean cut and business like and I'm over here blow drying this extra long hair <laughs> and brushing it you know like mm-hmm. a, because I have to you know long hair if I don't take care of it it's going to look ratty as shit so I'm standing there and here he comes I, don't, I guess he had gone into the hot tub and then come back out this was my first time live face to face with a micro penis <laughs> <laughs> and I am wondering at what point in his life it just became, fuck it. <laughs> I don't give a shit who sees this. I don't give a shit what people think. I'm old. I have a button dick. I, have I don't it. care. What, you're, okay. It, I told Leo, I was like, what does it look like? And I was <laughs> like, one, it wasn't, I mean, a micro penis is very, very small. I mean. It's microscopic. Right. I, I mean, I don't know if it's microscopic, but I said, take your middle finger and just cup it right there and then add two dangly ass balls that to me is a micro penis what you think that's bad I do <laughs> this made me feel like John Holmes I know I mean cause it was like yeah. just it was like a little button yeah that protruded out of his out of his it looked like the thing that your uncle says he's stealing when he steals your nose yeah yeah <laughs> but smaller this would this would be him like this guy probably wished he had that I got your nose no you got a microphone <laughs> <laughs> and it it was so funny cause I've seen dudes in there that are hanging legitimate you know, porn dong. Yeah. And that's why they're doing it, because they have that, and they yeah, want the, the kind that, to see The it. kind that you're fairly certain if you laid it on a scale, it would register and give a weight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they, even they, didn't walk around with this just brazen, don't give a fuckness of mm. this old man with this micro penis and dangly ass balls. <laughs> the balls would have been something that, so my problem was, it was tough. So he's. he's Cause I'm over here like blow drying my hair, <laughs> mouth washing, and I was like, "Fuck, he ain't going anywhere." And my problem, my biggest problem came with, how do I stop looking at this dude's dick? <laughs> Think about that. It's the first time in my yeah. life where I said, "Okay, you gotta stop looking at that dude's dick." <laughs> <laughs> you lean over, it's like, "You must make a lot of money." Because <laughs> God help you if you don't. <laughs> I'm serious and said, okay, Austin, please. Can you not, can you just stop looking at that dude's dick? But it was because it was just like you said, the perfect, it was like a button. Like a button with two dangly balls. And I, I just couldn't believe, I guess that's what it was. It was I was, keep saying it over, I just couldn't believe that he, there was no fucks given. Yeah. Because this was an oddity. You would put this in the old sideshow if that was allowed. I don't know if it is, but if it was allowed. It's allowed, it's allowed. Biggest, this the biggest was, dick next to the smallest dick. This was sideshow micro penis mm. at its best, and then to, to, if you combine it with that awful late se- early seventies butt, 
you know? Because he was a fat man. Oh, good. And, but he had this, like, tiny nothing ass. I was like, when he sits, is he uncomfortable, like, all the time? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Wait, well, because, yeah, like, you're, you're looking at it thinking, like, all right, I know that when I sit down, whatever dick length I do have retracts a little bit just by way of the, you know, body. But when this guy sits down, his dick must completely disappear into his body. It has to. He's got nowhere to go. If I'm walking around in a soft four, sit down at a soft two, <laughs> this guy's sitting down to a soft nothing. He's inverted. This shit just goes in. God help him if he ever, like, started to pee while sitting. It'd be in his skin somewhere. So what I, I it was one of those things where I, I probably should have called you because I think you would have appreciated it more. <laughs> but I called Leah, and she was like, you okay? I was like, yeah. Just leaving the leaving the club. She's like, "What's up?" I was like, hmm. I think I just saw my first live micro penis, and the dude just has no fucks about it, no fucks given. Blew my mind, man. But I told her, I was like, "I don't have a, you know, I'm not I'm not hanging dong like in uh, that movie that the all and always sunny it was <laughs> Thunder Gun Express. Thunder Gun. Oh, he hangs dong. <laughs> dude hangs dong. I'm not, I'm not. But this made me feel like, oh, I'm a okay. Yeah, I feel like billing ball at the county fair. Like, I'm doing fine. I'm doing real good. Real good. Because (laughs) if that's what someone someone out there is dealing with, I don't even know. It's just... Part of me thinks maybe maybe he had an accident. (laughs) That's how small this was. Maybe it was John Wayne Bobbitt. And that's all that was left. Maybe. Maybe he... A a nasty cheese grating accident as a child or something. (laughs) I don't know, but... On the subject of the bathrooms, I think I told you this. Maybe I didn't. I'll never forget when we got to LAX um, for your sister's wedding last summer. Adelaide has to pee, and she's four. And we're at the baggage claim, and the women's bathroom line is like 80 women long. Like, it's out the bathroom and around the corner. Of course it is. And Kristen had to go, and I'm looking at her as like, she's four. She's still new to the pole potty training thing. Like, she's a year plus in. She doesn't know how to hold it long term and, like, get right up to the brink of about to pee years. She doesn't have that. Like, she's, you know, she's still at an age where she needs pull-ups at night to help her because she don't always wake up. Like, she's she's not going to make this line. You you women take forever to pee. It's not, it's not going to work. So I took her to the men's room, and as soon as we walk into LAX, there's a man who's probably Ethiopian, (laughs) balls naked, (laughs) with his clothes, like, draped over the hand dryer, and he's washing his balls (laughs) in the sink. Dude. And I'm like, Continue. Continue. and I've, I've been to LAX before. I've got my hands over her eyes. Cool. And I'm like, fucking LAX, goddamn motherfucker. Of course, there's some international fucking weirdo washing his gross balls in the sink. And I get her to the bathroom, and I, you know, I've managed to find a stall without gum on the seat and you're turds never, in the toilet. You're never gonna understand how you ruined my transitional story. <laughs> but continue, and please continue. I, I sit her. She pees. We get out. Oh, you know, and like you come out, and there's like an old man with his pants around his ankles, peeing in the toilet like a toddler. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck is wrong? Like only here. I've been to so many airport bathrooms, but this one. It's where the Ethiopian and the Latin American. You're like, yeah, it's a bathroom. I can get naked, right?" It's like no. Well, when you no. start when you started talking about bathroom, my mind immediately back two months ago, 
I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Burger King, but I don't eat there very much. Mm-hmm. So Sean, unless the smoke's on. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> but the Sean loves Burger King for whatever reason, and we eat lunch a lot together. And, and the only Burger King near where we work is down off Ponds. So you're saying Sean has bad taste? I, I yeah, I'm fine with that. He doesn't <laughs> listen anyway, so what the fuck does it matter? <laughs> but he loves Burger King. I was like, fuck it, okay, let's go to Burger King. I walk in. I was like, I'm gonna use the restroom, and as it could be. <laughs> your Ethiopian but yeah. in this case it wasn't because this was a homeless man that I've seen many times mm. had the lengthiest pair of balls you've ever seen <laughs> in the sink just giving him a proper scrub <laughs> he was not naked but he, yeah. had his, he was his clothes he was washing all sorts of things in this Burger King bathroom <laughs> and I walk out and I say Sean I want to see you in the car <laughs> I it wouldn't matter. It's good. I can walk into the kitchen right now and see the most beautiful, immaculate, 100 rating. You know what? You know what? Give me the chicken fries. But <laughs> bring them to the car. Nothing ball-shaped, please. <laughs> or brown. I said, I'll see you in the car. And he's like, what? And I told him, he's like, oh, let's go to Zaxby's. And I was like, yeah. And we haven't been back since. But just, <laughs> to your, like, you know. Yeah. When you see a human being. And at least, at least with the homeless man, mm-hmm. this was a single, you know, this was a one toilet bathroom. Yeah. He should have just locked the door on. Yeah. But he's homeless and probably allows his mind. But LAX, that's, there's no privacy there. No, just, this was a large bathroom, the kind where the urinals line the outside of the wall and the mm-hmm. sinks are in the middle yeah. and the stalls are on the other side. Mm-hmm. This dude's just standing <laughs> next to one of the seven sinks, ass naked, shirt and all. Clothes hanging over the hand dryer, just washing his dick and balls. <laughs> My question becomes, how long were you in the air, sir? <laughs> are you like are you like Tom Hanks from the terminal? Yeah. You have no other choice? <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to be courteous of your fellow passengers? If so, maybe start with the armpits. And then maybe skip the balls and wash your ass. Maybe That's what I was, that's kind of my point though. It's like Hey, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when you get to New York or wherever you're going, wash your balls there. Like, it's like if you're, and clearly he was probably had another flight coming, yeah. but it's just like, what is a clean dick and balls going to do for you in the next six hours? Excuse me, sir. Here's what we do we do teeth, we do teeth, then we do armpits. Actually, you know what? You know what? We do teeth, and then we do hair. It's unwashed, gross hair. Yeah. That's that's funky. Yeah. Teeth, hair, pits, ass, balls last. <laughs> it takes a long time for ball smell through right. jeans to get up to our noses. But teeth, hair, pits, and ass, that permeates. That cuts through glass. I, I agree with you, but at the same time, like... Maybe 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 I came in maybe I came maybe I came in late and he had already hit the maybe he was just from like a flight from Nigeria, and he was going to meet this woman, right? We don't know. I'm just providing maybe the alternative story here. Yeah. Well, you're you're missing it was baggage claim. There's no going back. There's no other flight coming. I, I, I should have I should have made that clear. He, he's on his way out. I know that's my point. That's, actually, that's what I'm saying. He, he he flew for a long time. Yeah. Maybe he had took a bunch of hot shits on the plane because if a guy washes his balls in the sink, he's certainly not obliging that rule, the international maritime law of no shooting on a plane. 
So maybe reeked of tuna. He got, yeah, he got to where he was going, had a date set up, or just wanted to have one of those moments with the woman that he flew all the way across the world in Africa to see, and he just had to have clean ass and a clean dick and balls, and he. You know, being where he's from, being naked in a public bathroom is probably not that weird, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Um, I, I, I wish I could remember if he had sandals on. <laughs> I'll tell you, a micro-penis did. That was the only piece of clothing he was wearing. It was, like, very old-looking. It was, like, the world's first <laughs> pair of Adidas sandals. Yeah, not sliders. With, not, yeah, but, like, not with the white stripes on it. And right. Just very old sandals. And I was like, yeah. But micro penis, once you've seen that, you can't go back. You've had these sandals since your dick was bigger. Yeah. I don't think this one ever was bigger, but. Yeah. You can I wrap just... it up on, on Ethiopian ball. <laughs> That's good. I know, by the way, because I love the titles. Are you talking about with Laugh Man Sudsy? <laughs> what was it? I don't remember Laugh Man. Laugh Man Sudsy Love Story. <laughs> love Story. Well, this is definitely going to be Ethiopian balls and micro penis. <laughs> Ethiopian ball wash. <laughs> if it was just me walking in, I would have gone, oh, what the fuck? But when <laughs> I'm walking daughter. in with my four year old daughter who desperately needs to pee, it's like, God damn it, man. <laughs> It's a fucking public bathroom. And you got Butters from South Park with his pants around his ankles peeing into a fucking toilet. It's just, what the fuck is wrong with these? And then I just remember, like, oh, I've been here before. I'm pretty sure I saw, saw this shit the last time I was at LAX. Oh. My brother-in-law who's from there is like, yeah, LAX is kind of gross. He's like, yeah, tell me about it. God, that's good. All right, well, this has been 48. We... Watched Beetlejuice, kind of. We did not watch Beetlejuice at all. It was on in the background. We talked about it for a little bit. I gave you a brief breakdown. Yeah, I mean, it's just we, the worm eats him in the end. Start to reevaluate. I mean, it's good to have something in the background, but I'm starting to think we could have a series. We could do a sitcom. We could have yeah. running sitcoms for two hours. We could just put on Seinfeld. Yeah, I'm, it, Seinfeld would provide us intensely more material. That's than true. Be like Beetlejuice. Maybe we, that's something we should think about. We can get all of Seinfeld on uh, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. yeah. So. so we'll think about that. But this is been fun. We'll do an intro and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Cool. Pile. I'm gonna reverse that hollow. <laughs> Wfuck. The bam. Ninety-seven point five. We're talking. We're talking sports balls with the Golden Boys and the Last Man. What did we say? Our radio? Uh, uh, we were doing radio. We did some radio joke earlier. It was something about um, food. Oh, yeah. Avocado. Yeah, well, I'll have to play it back. Yeah, we'll have to play it back. Anyways, coming up next, we've got uh, Seether. Seether. <laughs>